Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey guys, this is Jake from Popcorn Heist here. And this is Nick from Popcorn Heist. Welcome back to the show. This is Popcorn Heist, the podcast. Episode two. And uh, for those of you who don't know us, we are roommates from college. We're movie lovers. We're show lovers. We're big pop culture lovers. And Mm -hmm. we started a blog and a website and we strive to build a community of other pop culture lovers and involve other people in our our nerdiness and our... uh, But we also try try to touch all movies and shows. So yeah, we want to bring our passion to you guys. We want you guys to get involved and uh, yeah... Yeah, so if you want to check out all the content that we're putting out, you can find us online on our website where we first started, and that is popcornheist.com. You can find this podcast on that same website, and you can also find it on places like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Popcorn Heist. And on YouTube, you can find our podcast as yes, well. Yes, that is true. <laughs> YouTube, it will be audio and video, and... Uh, the rest of the mediums, it'll be just audio, of course. But <laughs> that's a perfect segue, talking about social media and our website, to talk about what exactly we're going to be doing in this episode. And this is the greatest villain of all time, Bracket. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason why that's a good segue is um, on Instagram, Nick and I decided to start doing brackets where we would choose a topic such as the greatest villain of all time. We recently did a Pixar one. Uh, We have a few more that are coming up, but we let the voters, um, we let the followers uh, on our social media vote on who they think should win this topic. So we had everyone vote on the greatest villain of all time. It was the first one we ever did. And now it's time for Nick and I to participate. It's our turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, we're, we love to share our nerdiest with y'all, but we want to give you our opinions this time. So, um, Nick, you want to tell them why villains? Why was that our first one? Why is it so important? <laughs> uh, villains because villains are the best. Uh, I really love villains. I think a good villain can make a story, can definitely make make a show or a movie. Uh, I think they're super important to the plot. You don't realize how much the villain drives the plot of a, of a movie or a show or any story. And I feel like you know this. All, most of my favorite characters are villains, mm-hmm. personally. And I know we're going to get into who who and, and in this bracket, a lot of my favorite characters of all time are in this bracket because I just love villains. And and I if you think of all great movies and great shows, I feel like the villain is central to, to almost all of them. I won't oh, say yeah. all of them, but every Marvel movie, I mean Star Wars in general, all the things that I love, the villains are key to it. So yeah, so yeah villains are, are big for me. Yeah, there is a, uh, there is a saying that a hero is only as great as his villain and not just with superheroes, but really with any story, like you were saying. And I think that you actually really helped me to realize this with a a lot of different movies and TV shows about like 
this villain is so underrated. This is why he's such a schemer. You were big on sch- teaching me about <laughs> schemers. I love it. Like, Anyone who knows me knows I love. I just love the word scheme because it's, I'm like ske- schemer. I love him. He's a schemer. <laughs> yeah, just oh my god. There's so many like great villains out there, and sometimes they're like just even more complex than the heroes, and they're so fun to talk about. And Nick and I have our own like very fun and uh, quirky little opinions on, our, <laughs> on which villains we and like. I mean, I mean a, sh- a, a story is only as good as its plot, and a plot's only as good as its problem, and a problem's only as good as its villain. Exactly. So, so really, vi- I feel that villains are very central to stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, that's why we chose to do villains for our first one. I mean, it just felt natural. That's what me and Nick always bonded over, and a lot of the stuff that we're into, you know, all these nerdy franchises, like, it's kind of like the same not the same story but it's you know a tale of hero, hero versus villain and villains are very important to the stories that we're very attached to jan levinson from the office <laughs> best villain of all time I, I <laughs> not think, on this bracket unfortunately no no, no unfortunately. <laughs> but i i also think that it should be mentioned that there is a fine line the especially these days everyone is big and crazy uh, going back to the the anti-hero phase there's mm-hmm. a very fine line between villain and anti-hero um and for this bracket specifically, we decided to focus on villains or c- characters that are like pure, almost irredeemable villains in whatever movie or TV show. Not, I wouldn't say yeah. irredeemable, it, yeah. but you know what I mean? They're anti-heroes, like they, they work for the greater good. And whereas villains, like they're clearly the villain, there's no question about it. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a good word that I was thinking of when we were choosing everyone who was going to be in this bracket is antagonist. So there's a lot of characters like like Walter White or Tony Soprano or Michael Corleone where they're they're bad guys but they're the protagonist still you know what I mean so I I was thinking antagonist <laughs> I, was, I don't know why I was just thinking of the Grinch that's a good example <laughs> antihero 100 <laughs> percent no yeah the Grinch will not appear on this bracket but no, yeah yeah I, I was thinking antagonist when I was thinking who to put on this bracket so yeah. there are some redeemable antagonists on this bracket that end up turning good or whatever and we'll get into who's on the bracket soon but uh, they're still the antagonist of certain stories yeah definitely agreed yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah so just how this episode is going to go a little bit is like we said it's it's our turn to vote so we don't vote on any of our instagram either versus series or brackets that's something we agreed on yeah when we had the idea we were like this is the followers who are going to choose this. So next time you choose to get mad at us for who wins a bracket, it's not (laughs) us voting. It's not. We choose who's in it and then everyone else votes. No, it it wouldn't be right for us to vote. You know, it's a, we do it to, to see what you, that's what we get excited about to see what you guys would vote for. Uh, We have enough fun picking who's going to be in, but now we want to have even more fun by showing you who we would vote for. Yeah. And having you be mad at us. So if you disagree with us, (laughs) like we, like we always say, if you disagree with us, tell us, we know, our opinion is not everyone's opinion. We want to hear you guys disagree with us. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we said, it's a community. We want to hear your voices. So we had the brackets on Instagram, but it's, now it's our turn. Um, yep. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to do our mock bracket, choose who we think would win. And um, then we're going to talk a little bit about who didn't make it to the bracket and who we were thinking about putting in. I know on our social media we asked... Who do you think should have been on our bracket? So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Yep. I mean, what is it, a 32-person bracket? I mean, yeah, we chose 32 of, of our villains. And unfortunately, there's a lot more than 32 villains. Yeah, there's so many that, out there. that couldn't make it. I mean, we, we 
talked for a while about who really deserved to be in it. And it may be a little controversial here and there, but we think that we chose um, 32 villains that deserve to be in this greatest villain of all time bracket. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said, we know that our opinions aren't the same as yours, and our opinions also aren't the same as each other's. So the way this bracket is going to work is we're each going to choose our choice in each matchup. And then if we can't agree, then we're going to use the bracket that we had on our Instagram as the tiebreaker, whoever went further in that bracket. Yep, so. exactly. Yep. So now that that's all said and done, uh, as we explained in our introductory episode, we talked about how Nick and I bonded over obscure and just wild and crazy movie quotes that really no, <laughs> hardly anybody ever thinks of sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they're super iconic, but sometimes no one knows what they are. But regardless, Nick and I love movie quotes, TV quotes, even just quotes that you hear in day-to-day life <laughs> so we are going to start each episode with a quote from our a certain movie or a tv show and for this episode we want to quote a very important movie to nick and i <laughs> and very important <laughs> quote as well very important quote we use it very often um and that is night at the museum two battle for the smith battle of the smithsonian <laughs> and it is spoken by quite possibly one of the most underrated villains uh he is unfortunately not in this bracket because uh He's in Night at the Museum, too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh, Kamun-Ra, the uh, evil Egyptian... Um, pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. I couldn't, lost it for a second. <laughs> but Kamun-Ra, the evil Egyptian pharaoh from the Smithsonian. And he directs this quote towards uh, Darth Vader when Darth Vader wants to join his evil team to take over the world. So Darth Vader comes up to him, and Kamun-Ra says, What is this? What, what are you doing? What does it mean? I, you've lost me. I, I don't understand. Is that you breathing? I, I can't hear myself think. Can, can I just make one suggestion, my friend? Just simplify. There's too much going on. You're evil. You're asthmatic. You're a robot. And what is with the cape? Are we going to the opera? I don't think so. Amazing quote. <laughs> and, and beautifully delivered, Jake. Oh, yeah. The, um, gr- the great Hank Azaria plays... Uh, common run he's just hilarious in that yeah. movie but uh darth vader's trying to force choke him and then he just like bashes him and we nick and i always, <laughs> always thought that quote was so funny yeah because it's this obscure villain that no one knows who's who's hilarious and like i don't i don't know the actor's name but he's david in friends who phoebe dates yeah hilarious and he, he directs this team of villains who's young al capone and ivan the terrible and napoleon are like on his team and darth vader's darth vader and oscar the grouch come to join and he just <laughs> roasts them both like darth vader is one of the most iconic villains of all time and he just roasts him um and the reason we chose that quote is because on our bracket on Instagram, Vader, we thought he was he was definitely one of in the conversation of being the greatest villain of all time for us. When for we sure. think of who's gonna win. Mm-hmm. He was definitely up there. And he lost in the final. So that is why we chose that quote. Yeah. We just had to reinforce uh common Ross <laughs> views that he was uh, that he had just, to simplify. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't be on the evil team. <laughs> so um yeah, Nick, for some people, uh, generally, maybe they don't know uh, exactly the mechanics of brackets. Why don't you give us a little rundown? So, yeah, sports fans are definitely familiar with brackets. A commonly known one is March Madness, which is the college basketball pretty much playoffs. And so in this bracket, we have 32 competitors, and they're each going to go 1v1 versus another competitor. And whoever wins each matchup is going to advance to the next round. How you decide who goes against who is with seeds. We decided the seeds for the villains in this bracket, and we tried to be as unbiased as possible, which I promise you we will not be unbiased when we're <laughs> voting now. Um, so it'll be different, our votes versus our seeds. But 
so the the lower the seed, the better the, the better the competitor, and the lower seed goes against the worst seed, so they have a, an easier chance to get to the finals. And so yeah, that's pretty much how brackets work. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna get into each competitor, starting from the lowest. Yeah, and, sound them off, and, Nick. And, and and worst. So all the eight seeds are the White Witch from Narnia, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger, Jack Torrance from The Shining, and Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Oh, great. <laughs> Don't even, doesn't need an introduction. <laughs> then the seven seeds are Pennywise, Sauron from Lord of the Rings, Ursula from The Little Mermaid, and Hans Gruber from Die Hard. The six seeds are Jigsaw, Dr. Evil, Davy Jones, and Captain Hook. We got, we got the C ones. Oh, the yeah. Six seeds. <laughs> uh, five, we got another C one. Plankton, Negan from The Walking Dead, Scar from The Lion King, and The Green Goblin. The four seeds are Lex Luthor, Cruella DeVille, Killmonger, and the Wicked Witch of the West. None of them need introductions no. <laughs> from where they are. The three seeds are Maleficent, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, Bane, and Voldemort. Two are Cersei Lannister, Magneto, Loki, and Emperor Palpatine, who we have as a pop figure on our desk. <laughs> <laughs> then the one seeds are, which are the highest seeds, or... Lowest slash best. Our uh, MVPs, if our you MVP, will. Yeah, the, the ones that we ranked the best when we were trying to be unbiased yep. was Thanos, the Joker, Darth Vader, and Hannibal Lecter. From Silence of the Lambs, if you are unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, before we did this bracket, I had not seen Silence of the Lambs, so that's why I was explaining that for you all. But I did <laughs> see Silence of the Lambs uh, after we started this bracket, and what a great movie. What a great movie. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be voting... The, the terms that we're going to be using to vote for which villains that we think should uh, move on is uh, really like just a bunch of things. I mean, it's a combination of how iconic they are, um, how great they are in their in their movie. We're not really going to be considering too much of source material, say they're from a comic book or stuff, because this is about movies and, mm-hmm. and television. Um, but it's a combination of how iconic they are, how great they were in the movie, like how maybe how smart and how powerful they are. How enjoyable they are to watch, how successful they are Yeah, exactly. in their, in their pursuits. But it's a mixture of pretty much whatever we want it to be. Yeah. Just like on Instagram, you guys voted for just whoever really? was your favorite. <laughs> we're just going to vote for the one we feel is deserves to be the greatest villain of all time. We'll give our reasons as we go along, but like, there's no one thing that defines the greatest villain of all time, and we're going to be using a bunch of different uh, different metrics, if you will, to decide who we think should get, move on. But again, this is all our own staunch opinions. We're not <laughs> we're not trying to be unbiased here. We had we heard your vote, and we were so happy to hear uh, who you guys voted for. But now it's our turn. It's our turn. So why don't we start with round one? Yep. Nick. And like I said, it's going to be one on one matchup. So. Each one, we're going to vote, and we'll see who wins. Yeah. So the first one, Thanos versus the White Witch. I feel like this is super easy. Um, <laughs> Thanos, of course. I mean, uh. <laughs> I haven't seen Narnia. Granted, I haven't seen Narnia in a, in a long time, but and I did love it when I, when I was a kid, when I watched it, but Thanos has already like just cemented himself as such an iconic villain, and... Yeah, I feel like he's one of the most well-known vi- villains right now. Also, right up there with Joker and Darth Vader. I feel like he would absolutely like demolish the White Witch. Yeah, and this is this isn't just who wins in a fu- who would win in a fight, but it. I mean, he would definitely, especially with <laughs> Infinity Stones, demolish. Yeah, it, this one's actually a tough one for me. I do love the White Witch played by um, who plays the ancient one? What's her name? Oh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Tilda right? Swinton. Am I saying yeah? She, I think she's such. She's so. She's. I love my evil women. Like she's. So, she has such a 
evil presence and she she always rules the room that she's in not that Thanos doesn't but I do love her but like you said Thanos is is so iconic right now and I, as much as I want to vote for the white witch I do have to vote for Thanos you you do bring up a good point I mean like she did scare me as a kid like I, yeah, I, I was super scared I was like scared of her when I used to watch Narnia and I, I wouldn't I mean I'm 20 three years old now i'm not afraid of Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> like he is menacing and just josh brolin it, we talk about how villains voices are really important like he his voice is so menacing like he really embodies thanos and i think do you think that the matchup would be different like with the infinity gauntlet versus if he didn't have the infinity gauntlet i feel like either way i would choose mm. thanos it's tough because it's not just who would win the fight it's just who's the better villain yeah i, I don't know and him getting the infinity stones is part of his whole plan and he did so i feel like it it's a little bit irrelevant to my decision. I, I feel like I have to go with Thanos. Yeah. Okay. That's Thanos advances. So, Thanos advances to round two. All right. Lex Luthor versus Plankton. Oh, God. I'll go first on this one. Yeah, you go first. I don't really know Lex Luthor like that. I, I really only know him from Batman v Superman. I, I haven't really seen H- the horrible. Old, yeah, horrible. So I feel like I'm... I'm that's the worst Superman yeah, movie to, exactly. draw, to draw your nut. So I'm, I'm not as familiar. I know he's super iconic, but I haven't really seen him in other mediums. As as I said, in the la- my my credibility is going down. But I, I love Plankton. I grew up with Plankton. I know it sounds like a joke, but Plankton's great. He's iconic. He's he's really iconic. He's, and he's hilarious. He's, all, he's so... And he's great because he's so determined. And he always has that same goal, but he never gives up he's, on he's it. He's persistent. I'm voting for Plankton. See, I... I did grow up. Um, my my dad is a huge Superman fan, and he always showed me like the OG Christopher Reeve Christopher Reeve uh, Superman movies. I for I, I for some reason I can't remember the the actor's name who plays Lex Luthor in the original Superman movie, but he's great. And uh, I remember the Kevin Spacey um, Lex Luthor uh, a little bit from the Brandon Routh Superman movies, and he's just he's literally like the joker to the how the joker is to batman lex luther is to superman like he has no superpowers but he's just a mastermind and knows how to like twist superman around his thumb um so it's really i don't know that's a hard one for me i love spongebob i'm like a huge spongebob fan exactly plankton's so good um again like i said before we're not supposed to be basing this off of uh their source material and if i was basing it off the source material that would give me some bias towards lex luther so I think I am also going to choose Plankton, but it's not as easy of a decision for me okay. as it was for so you. So Plankton yeah. advances. Lex Luthor does re- deserve our respect because he is a great villain. But Okay, I'll give him that, yeah. but not my vote. <laughs> so next we got Maleficent versus Jigsaw. Easy decision for me, uh, Maleficent, I think. Yeah, I mean, Jigsaw is great. Like, he's, he's super schemy and... and he does have a reason why he does everything. He's not just like... He, he wants everyone to appreciate the value of life, so that's why he tortures and murders them. But he is cool, but I, I'll vote Maleficent too. She's... I love my evil woman. She's great. <laughs> she could turn... I mean, it's not who could win in a fight. She turns into a dragon, though. She's great. And Maleficent <laughs> advances. <laughs> and it's basically the villain of Sleeping Beauty because she didn't get invited to a party. <laughs> <laughs> literally just cast a, a horrible spell on princess aurora because she wasn't invited to a party when she was born evil e. <laughs> yeah um so next we got cersei versus pennywise uh, this is easy too uh, i love pennywise i love uh, i actually just watched it ch- chapter two and i wasn't really a, f- a fan of it compared to the first one but he's a great 
villain, but Cer- nothing beats Cersei. Like you said, the evil women, she's one of the best evil women you could possibly think of in any form of pop culture. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not even a question for me. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about her, how they ruined her in the last season of Game of Thrones, but that aside... I wouldn't say ruined her, ruined her. Not ruined her, story. Her, her story, her we'll potential. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get there on another podcast. But, but she deserves to beat Pennywise, absolutely. She's one of the best. I agree. Cersei advances. So far, we agree with Instagram. Yeah. So far on those first four matchups. Anyway, the Joker versus Freddy Krueger. <laughs> the Joker um. advances. <laughs> uh, we're sorry for those uh, horror fans out there. I mean, Freddy Krueger's iconic, but... Who's more iconic than the Joker? I mean, regardless of any Joker that you consider, maybe Freddy Krueger would be Jared Leto's Joker. I don't know, but I don't even I don't even know about that. Uh, I guess Jared Leto's Joker, but the Joker just has so much weight behind him. He's he's yeah he's he's Batman's arch nemesis. He's not even he's he's great. You, you, not not Jared Leto. You but say the Joker. Vi- no, yeah. You say yeah. villain, and you you, you think pe- most people think Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the Joker advances. That was an easy one. Corella Deville versus Negan. This is an interesting one. Two very different characters. Yeah, very different characters. Negan from The Walking Dead. Kind I, of I similar, know. if you think about it. They're both. They. I mean, they're not really powered in any way. They're not from a story that is uh, very like science fiction or fan- fantasy driven. Mm. Where it is, uh, it's a little bit science fiction. The Walking it, Dead. A little. Well, yeah, that's it's true. very science fiction. <laughs> I get. I get. You know Backtrack. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like in space, like or, superpowers or super and like crazy yeah. stuff going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's real. Corella Deville is evil. Like, she wants to skin Dalmatian puppies and make them into coats. Negan, like, kind of has a like. He's great though. I like. He's a schemer. Such too. a good actor. Too. He, great at Jeffrey Dean Morgan is such a good actor. Great actor and and, and great as him too. Really good casting. Yeah. And you said you mentioned schemers before. He's a great schemer. I mean, like he schemes at practically an entire empire, and like no matter how horrible he is, he like brainwashes people into thinking that like it's the right thing to do in the apocalypse. You know, um, I don't know. What what are you leaning towards on this one? I, originally, when I first took a, a look at it, I I thought Cruella Deville, but I am a very big Walking Dead fan, and I I'm one of the few people who still watches Walking Dead even though it's ending soon, but that's a whole different story. I think Negan is such a, a good villain and carries a few seasons of The Walking Dead, even so much so that he's still a character in the show, even though he's not the main antagonist. And I got to go Nate, Negan. He's great. And his, he's such a good, he's such a good speak. Like he, his, his dialogue is so good. It's really good. So yeah. good. I, I got to go Negan. He's Negan. one of those villains that like always knows what to say. Like, yeah. if, if, that, oh. if, if you get what I'm even when, Even when he's down, he's still winning the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, he's definitely not one of those villains who's just like generic vil- villain dialogue. At which all. you can make an argument that maybe Corella DeVille does use some generic, she is a little bit like, just, even though she's incredibly evil and kind of a unique villain, like she is kind of just like, rah, like give me those puppies. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Negan's a little too obsessed with his bat though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. One I, con I, for Negan. Yeah. Uh, I, but the bat's cool. I, I think I'll go with Negan also. Really? Yeah. I was not expecting no, that. No, I, I stopped watching The Walking Dead uh, after the whole war season with Negan, but he was maybe one of my favorite parts of The Walking Dead. And I'll also say that that is the first time we disagreed with Instagram. Was it Corella DeVille won on Instagram? Corella DeVille won on really? Instagram. Yep. I, a lot of people really love her. She is very iconic. Yeah. Next, we got Gus Fring versus Dr. Evil. This is a tough one. This is one. such, tough. such different villains. 
You could oh not. God. <laughs> These are some of the some, maybe not the most, but some of the most different villains on this on this whole thing. I'm predicting we're gonna disagree on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think that Gus Fring is better than Negan, but I would compare him to Negan, where he's the a very similar type of villain, where you think that. Like he always has keeps his composure no matter what and is always winning a conversation. Like he's like no matter what the situation is, like Walter White from Breaking Bad and Jesse like think they might like have a chance at getting the upper hand on him, but he always like keeps his composure and always knows a way to get get the upper hand on them. Yeah, he's very untouchable is the perfect word for yeah. him, which I think I think is uh is my favorite thing about him. Like that scene when he walks out and they're just shooting at his feet and he's like, you're not going to touch me. Mm-hmm. I forget who's shooting at him. It's like, I think it's the cartel people. I'm not, I don't really remember. Not, I watched Breaking Bad twice, but a very long time ago. Yeah, yeah they're just shooting at his feet because he's like, you're not going to kill me. Very, and even, even, spoiler alert, in his death, he fixes his tie and then falls down and dies. Yeah. You don't get more untouchable than that. I'm going Gus Fring. It, but, I also have to mention Dr. Evil is a one-of-a-kind character. He's amazing. He's, He's hilarious. And talk about somebody embodying a character. Like Mike Myers. That, oh, yeah. That's I, I, arguably like more – he embodies Dr. Evil more than Austin Powers. I, I would definitely say that. Yeah. So fun. Like oh, so well-written. This is like, – uh. He is large. I mean, he's basically just all there for comedy. But like the way he's written, like how he like they play on uh, different James Bond villains and like these crazy like he comes up with like these funny names for his uh, death rays and stuff. (laughs) Does the air quotes when he talks about magma, laser, (laughs) like and he's in love with a clone of himself and always like. He's great. He's great. He's oh he, like I said. He's one of a kind. He's so funny. This this was one that when we ran the bracket, I was like, I don't even know who I'm gonna choose out of these two. This is this is a super tough one. But yeah. I, I I love Gus Fring. He's I mean Breaking Bad is one of my favorite shows of all time, and Gus Fring is is my favorite character in that show. As I was saying, villains being my favorite characters, Gus Fring is one of them. Gus Fring is by far my favorite character in that show. Yeah, this is re- this is really tough. I mean, they're they're both incredibly well-written villains also you may very different ways may not yeah very different ways it may not appear it with dr because it's just like oh it's just like silly comedy but like he's written in a way that where like the silliness doesn't get old or like like kind of like over three cringy or yeah yeah, he's still like always funny and like i don't know there's just something about there's something like we talked about it last episode with um back to the future about how some movies just come up with things that should by nature be cringy and like weird a little bit, but they just are able to deliver it in a way where it becomes iconic. And I think for that reason, I kind of have to go with Dr. Evil. Oh, yeah. so we disagree. Yeah. Also, I want to mention, I watched Goldmember the other day and my favorite Dr. Evil line was when uh, Austin Powers' his dad is like, I'm also your dad. And he's like, oh, I'll have to think about it. Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so funny. <laughs> So we disagree on that. So yeah. that means our first tiebreaker mm-hmm. is who Instagram voted for. Drum roll, please. And, and the winner is, is Doctor Evil. Oh, mm. down uh, that 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 hurts because I love Gus Fring. I, I know he, Breaking Bad is sad to see him go down so early. Yeah. Anyway, the next we got Magneto versus Sauron, and this I remember being an extremely close one on Instagram. This is, I mean, I don't know much about, I'm not a, as big on Lord of the Rings as I probably should be. Um, I remember watching them when I was really young, and I, I got to like, do a rewatch on them. But 
I feel like it's no question. Magneto is a great, great villain. Like Michael, Fe- especially like say what you want about how confusing and like, like maybe not planned out the Fox X Men movies are. Michael Fassbender and Sir Ian McKellen like both play Magneto like incredibly, and he's just such a he has such a rich backstory. Like we're talking about how they're well written villains. Like the fact that he was taken away from his mother in the Holocaust, and that's how he got his powers, and he was tortured by the Nazis, and uh, he just thinks that humans are evil. Mm-hmm. But he also kind of like is also not not really an anti-hero. He like knows how to work with. Uh, Professor X and the X Men when it really when he really needs to like he knows when he's wrong but like he still sticks by his original goal that like mutants need to like be supreme over humans yeah and and something I'll say about Magneto is I love him and Professor X's relationship like I, I forget which movie it's in I think it might be actually the third X Men movie when someone it's like the fire I forget his wait name. the the last stand or X-Men I think Apocalypse. the last stand I think the fire guy like tries to like come at Professor X and he's like stopped him he's like Professor X did more for mutants than you'll ever do. And, like, they really have a, a friendship towards each yeah, other, even like, though they're, they're enemies. And I really love that about the character. And I also, even when you... The best villains are the ones that the movie kind of shows you do have a little bit of a point, even though they're evil. And he's mm-hmm. like, humans will never accept mutants. And throughout the movies, you're a little bit like, he's not wrong, they don't accept mutants. So you do understand where he's coming from, from if you look at it from his point of view. So that that is what's great about Magneto. I do want to talk about Soren a little bit. I, I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan either, but I have watched them recently. And the coolest part about Soron is his ability. He's not really in the movie as like a embodied character, but he the way he's able to manipulate other characters and make other make the purest characters go and turn a little bit evil even and how he I mean he turned Gollum he turned Gollum into Schmeagol right no he turned Schmeagol into, into Gollum. Gollum sorry sorry Lord of the Rings fans <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so the way he's able to to turn people and, and manipulate people in that way is super interesting and I think that's different than any other villain on this list and and really any other villain so I that's think fair. that's something to note about Sauron but ultimately Magneto wins my vote he's so he's so good and i i really am excited to, this is going on a little tangent but i'm so excited to see what they do with him in the mcu because he's like we i was saying he's has such a rich backstory and he is just a, such a well-written villain where his relationship with uh professor x is just like He's more. He's more than a villain. I feel like you know. Yeah, like, he's he's a little bit of an antihero, but he's also, as we said earlier, the antagonist. Yeah. So he he. That's why we put him on this list. Mm-hmm. Um. So you, you're gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Magneto. Okay. Definitely. Magneto advances. I think that was um. If I'm not mistaken, on Instagram, that was a really close one. Yeah, that was a super close one. Yeah. That was the closest one of round one, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Darth Vader versus Jack Torrance. <laughs> um. Jack Torrance. From The Shining. No, I'm saying like... Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you asked me for a second. I was like, didn't we make this bracket together? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm well aware who, who Jack Torrance is. I was just being silly. But uh, Darth Vader, absolutely. Jack Torrance is... I love The Shining. It's a great movie. Um, but And Jack Nicholson is... Obviously, he's iconic in that role. But Darth Vader, where it's such big Star Wars fans, I think we would... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and as we said, we're biased. We this would time. be excommunicated from the Star Wars <laughs> yeah. fan base. But uh not only just for that, just Darth Vader is one of the most he's such a a well written tragic hero hero who falls into villainy and I think he's just will always live on. I mean like the Star Wars uh was kinda like the fan base was reborn again with the sequel trilogy. We'll 
that's a whole other tangent that we could talk about. Yeah. But no matter what, even if there are no more Star Wars movies made for years and years and generations and generations, Darth Vader is going to live on like forever. And no, ever. I agree. And and Jack Torrance is on here because The Shining is so iconic. Where as a villain, it's kind of like he gets like cabin fever and he goes crazy. Where I don't find that as compelling as the story. Where Darth Vader. He has a whole, which, like the prequels or not, he has three movies about how he turns to the dark side and mm-hmm. how he, why, he, the reasons behind him turning to the dark side. And like you said, Darth Vader, as a Star Wars fan, is just like so amazing. And the way he's, the way he came into Star Wars with like a mask on, you don't really know anything about him. And he's just like this menacing villain. And there's so much behind the character. And, and in the end, he redeems himself. I think his story is amazing. And I mean, it, it is a Star Wars story. So yeah. Darth Vader has to advance And there. even before they did the prequels, like you said, even though he is just a guy in a mask, like it, it's still like so compelling even just to see him like to give up. He knows that he has, he's kind of locked into this, this dreadful fate of he's stuck on the dark side under the the emperor's thumb, but he knows that he can't let the emperor just kill his son. Like it's yeah. so, like at the t- like I feel like that Star Wars is at its base. Like Dave Filoni and George Lucas, uh, they always say it's about family. Mm-hmm. Like agreed, and I feel like Star Wars it started a. I mean, it set the foundation for many things, but it set the foundation for really rooting sci-fi and making it respectable and that its themes like are rooted in powerful and compelling things like family and stuff. And at the, at its core that comes from Darth Vader, mm-hmm. I feel like. Agreed. So. I mean, it, it is the, the, before the sequel trilogy came out, which uh, uh, <laughs> that's a whole different tangent, but the first six movies are really the, the ballad of Darth Vader. Yeah. Luke is the protagonist, the protagonist of the original trilogy, but the first six movies are the, are the story of Darth Vader and the tragedy of Darth Vader. So he's just, I mean, he's, the best <laughs> he's so good yeah Darth Vader advances absolutely Killmonger versus Scar Ooh, probably the two <laughs> most similar villains on yeah. this list <laughs> um that's that's also a tough one that's a super tough one um oof especially as Marvel fans yeah and you as a Disney fan too. yeah big Disney uh, one, I, I mean I'm a Lion King fan too so I, I was actually just ranking uh, my some of my favorite Disney movies the other day just for fun and <laughs> I, re- I re- as we do yeah <laughs> um, and I was also uh, adding movie soundtracks to my movie soundtrack playlist on Spotify and I forgot how good <laughs> I forgot how not the the songs written by Elton John but the actual score written by Hans Zimmer for Lion King like how beautiful it is and it just made me realize like how good of a movie it is and Scar is just he's one of the best parts of that movie so and great voice actor oh Jeremy Such Irons is so actor. good yeah his voice is and I feel like for that's another thing about villains is when you can't see their face, their voice is so important. Whether it's animated, whether it's their robot, whether whether it's like Darth Vader, James Earl Jones, their voice, if you can't see their face, is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Ultron. I, oh, Ultron, yeah, definitely. James Spader, yeah. But to go on He's the, not on this list, but... No, yeah. <laughs> Love to, that guy. To go on the flip side of that, but Killmonger, like, kind of, in a way, was kind of a whole new different type of villain that we really didn't haven't really seen before mm. in movies and maybe there's some parallels with other movies but especially in the mcu i mean he really was a kind of villain that we really didn't see previously and he epitomizes what i said before comparing him to magneto where you get where he's coming from but he's just taking it too far and i feel like sometimes you lo- i love a villain who's just evil but I, it is great to see a villain when they do when you do understand where they're coming from yeah so that is what's great about Killmonger. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah, it, it is. T- Scar holds icon status. I mean, 
Yeah, he's agreed. definitely like one of those classic. I mean, Lion King is essentially at its core just like Hamlet. Like literally, mm. I've I've read like comparisons yeah. and like the story is very similar to Hamlet and Scar is basically feeling like oh like I'm jealous of my brother on the throne like I'm gonna kill everyone and I'm gonna take over the throne. It's mm. simple, but like again, it's rooted in icon status. I mean, he's yeah, he's icon. There's he's, nothing. He's definitely yeah. There's there's not well, Killmonger is kind of like new iconic. I feel like he is, but that's yeah. why I'm kind of leaning towards Killmonger right now. I feel like I thought I was gonna vote for Scar going into this. One but. thing that you pointed out, I remember right after, maybe it was right after we saw Black Panther. We we see every Marvel movie uh, on Together. opening night, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty but, much. Uh, um, I think it was right after we saw Black Panther. You said, I think this is maybe one of the first times where the the hero what the hero does at the end of the movie and what the hero learns he comes to a middle ground with the villain is the killmonger really um teaches black panther t'challa uh, rest in peace chadwick boseman uh, a lesson at the end where he actually learns something from the villain like i'm not completely right the villain is kind of right in a sense but he's to the extreme like we just need to find a middle ground and compromise yeah and that's kind of going back to what i said about knowing where the villain's coming from, it is great to see when a hero sees where the villain is coming from and is able to be like, you know what? Maybe I could take a little bit of that and incorporate it going forward. And Killmonger does epitomize that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go, I'll vote for Killmonger on that one. This is, this is, that's a tough one. I thought I was going to vote for Scar, but after conversation, this is really, really, really tough. Um, do it. (laughs) Quoting another villain on it's this both of my personalities, my Disney fan and my Marvel fan, just pulling at me right now. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna shake things up a little bit, and I'm gonna go with Killmonger. Ooh, yeah. another disagreement with Instagram on our part. Yeah, this uh, Disney fan Disney fans, please don't hold it against me. I mean, I love Scar. But <laughs> again, he, he's iconic, but it is at the like Killmonger did a lot for for villains. I feel yeah. like, especially in the MCU. Yeah, he 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 did set the groundwork for villains in the MCU. And that's a great casting, too. Michael B. Jordan is awesome as Killmonger. Next is Bane versus Davy Jones. This is kind of a tough one. This is an easy one for me. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with Bane, but I will say, Davy Jones is very cool. He's he's got the tentacles. He's very cool, but Bane... Bane Bane is just kind of evil, but he's such a good fighter he's so menacing he's he's very cool yeah if we're if we're talking about the and bane, the movie he's in is so good so yeah if we're talking about the bane from the dark knight rises that's then, who i'm talking about yeah because there was like we don't we don't like to talk about it but he was <laughs> he was very a very short role in batman and, and robin which is the probably the worst everyone would agree is the worst batman movie ever made uh when george clooney was batman I didn't even know he was uh, he, in any he, other movies. I thought he was just in the comics. Yeah, no, he was in that movie, and it wasn't very good. I mean, but um, yeah, he is kind of just like an evil, an evil guy. But he's also uh, the way that they did it in the Dark Knight trilogy is that like he comes from the League of Shadows, and he mm-hmm. wants to prove that like chaos is like the normal, and like like any like Batman could do all he wants to to kind of be the savior of Gotham and kind of like save it a little bit but no matter what it's just one push away from being like brought down which is like pretty cool I like how yeah he I would say his his reasoning isn't my favorite but he's just so menacing and so cool and you it's so fun to watch him fight 
I gotta vote Bane. Yeah, I I do wish that they included the stuff from the comics that he, you know, in the comics he has like yeah. the venom yeah. potion that he like runs through his veins, which could have been cool, but again, that would have made him a little CGI-ish and like ground him. ground him. Yeah, but um, and the first scene in that movie is so cool. It's really cool. So yeah. cool. But I will go back to Davy Jones. Like you said, Bane is menacing. Like he, Davy Jones is another character when I was a kid where I was a little like freaked out by him yeah. a little bit. Like I he, could see that he's like. And he's a great actor too. Like his yeah, boy, he he is great. I forget that that guy's name, but he's, uh, I don't know his name. Bill Nye. I, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Bill Nye, but it's Bill Nye. Um, he's a very famous uh, British actor. Um, but he's great in that role, and just I don't know. David Jones has like kind of like a, a swagger he's, he's, about yeah, him. Yeah, definitely, a bit. definitely. Yeah, it's really, but uh, and it's very contrasting from Jack Sparrow, which is great. It is, and he's yeah. a little bit of a tragic villain too. Yeah, I would say because like because of Calypso. Calypso. Yeah, <laughs> and he. But I, I, if I'm not mistaken, was it his fault? Like he like didn't honor the agreement, and that's how he got like all tentacly or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I didn't think so. I thought it was like she just like I don't really remember. I don't remember much either, but I love the Pirates movies, so that that this is a tough one for me. Um I don't know. I'm <laughs> just to be kind of to be a, a quirky guy and throw a wrench into things, I'm gonna vote Davy Jones because Davy Jones from, actually got a lot more votes on Instagram than I thought he would against Bane. Yeah, but me too. Bane won. <laughs> Bane advances. Yeah. Okay. You guys on Instagram voted for Bane. Loki versus Ursula. This is kind of... So, a lot of you may be scratching your head and saying, oh, wait, I thought you, were gonna, you weren't going to put anti-heroes in it. But our frame of thinking is that he was... The, he the, is the antagonist. The antagonist. The Avengers. And Thor 1. And Thor. Yeah. And he did redeem himself, but, like, he's he's a villain. He's like, definitely an, anti- he was, an antagonist. Like he, and, an, and an anti-hero. A lot of anti-heroes, like, they start out as an anti-hero and they continue as an anti-hero. Like, Loki clearly started as a villain before he became yeah, an anti-hero. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I feel like this is an easy one for me, uh, just Loki. I, f- I really don't have much to say about Ursula. She is kind of iconic, but she's not, yes. like, her villain, yeah. like, her, her story and, like, her motivations are not really as iconic as maybe Corella and Scar. Like, yeah. I just, mean, Ursula is super iconic. I agree. That's really yeah. what the, what she has a leg up on in this matchup. But I mean, we're also, can you tell we're Marvel fans? <laughs> <laughs> Loki is great. Loki's a really good, I, I, actually it's funny cause I like Loki more as a character than I like him as a villain, but I still think he's a very good villain. I like him in Thor one better than I, I don't love him in Avengers. Actually. I, I don't like when he gets too, too villainous and is like, I'm just going to take over the world. I like him a lot in Thor one though. And I like him a lot as a character. I he, like him a lot in Thor too. Also. He's re- he's uh, honestly probably the best part of Thor one, and he's definitely the best part of Thor two. Even though he's not the main villain, he's still like kind of a villain in that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he's not I the main f- antagonist, but at the end, he he. I, I would say he's an antihero, and yeah, in, I would in, say he's an antihero. Thor: yeah. The Dark World. That's but, true, um, but that's my favorite. My favorite Loki movie, not my favorite movie, but I love Loki in that movie. He's great in that movie. Yeah, and he has just a great backstory and just like a super compelling of like why he's the villain in Thor one. And that kind of leads straight into the Avengers. Um, but yeah, he does get a little like more generic in the Avengers, I would mm. say. But again, the MCU kind of like explains that with the mind stone and stuff like yeah. that. But, but regardless, um, yeah, Ursula is an, definitely deserves to be in this bracket. She's iconic. Um, but I'm definitely going with Loki. I agree. Loki advances. Hannibal Lecter versus Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Ooh. 
this is re- this is this a really is, tough this one is for me. Lo- this is a one seed versus an eight seed. Yeah. This is a, a tougher one than it should be. So we we saw a lot of uh, obviously nostalgia like holds like a, a place ba- in everyone's casts heart. a looming <laughs> shadow, if you will, like over everyone, like where you want to vote for the ones that sit in your heart from your childhood. And oh my god. So Doctor Doofenshmirtz is kind of like Doctor Evil. We were talking about where like it's super ridiculous stuff, but it's like written really well where it became iconic. I agree. You know? And his his duo with Perry is genius. It's, it's the so best part funny. of Phineas and Ferb. It's hilarious, <laughs> and it's like the same storyline every episode, but it is amazing. It's the best part of it's every episode. So funny, and and he's so funny. And when we when we're talking about who's the most successful, he's definitely the least successful of everyone on this list. Uh, maybe Plankton. Him and Plankton are very unsuccessful in their pursuits. He messes up in every episode, but he's great when he does it. Oh, yeah. He's great when he does it. He wants to take over the tri-state area. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> so genius. funny. It's so funny. Like, it puts Inator after all of his uh, <laughs> his <laughs> weapons. Oh, my God. he's. But Hannibal Lecter, like, is a great – like, he's ins- he's insanely smart. Like And he's super, he's super scary. scary. He's freaky. And talk about well cast. Anthony Hopkins is, like, one of my favorite uh, – one of my favorite actors, and he plays his character oh, he plays, extremely well. He plays another great villain who didn't make it into the bracket from Westworld. Uh, no, Ford. I don't know if that's a villain. No. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough You're one. You're actually – I don't really consider that a villain. I, I would say for – but a lot of the show, he appears as if he's a villain. But yeah, but I don't think he's. Yeah, a so you you correct yeah. me. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's a but great a, actor, amazing actor. Yeah, oh. yeah, I don't know. This is a super tough one. It's well, tougher than it should be. Like I said, when I when we started this bracket, I hadn't seen Silence of the Lambs, but then immediately when we released the bracket, I was like, I gotta watch this movie because I know it's iconic. And he was like, arguably, maybe not even the main. He's like not even in the, the movie main, that much, he's, I feel like. He's not the main villain of uh, the movie. It's a Buffalo Bill, yeah. really. But he is definitely one of the antagonists. Yeah, of, like, and he's he's so iconic, too. When he oh, when he escapes the, the yeah, cell. Yeah, it's an amazing scene. He has not a lot of screen time in that movie, but his screen time is amazing. Yeah, he steals the show yeah. the entire time. Um, I got to go Hannibal Lecter, I think. I think I will, too. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> that breaks my heart. Because, I know. Like, he's great. Oh. What are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> he is like so, but the thing is, if like Plankton, I feel like no matter what, no matter if you grew up with SpongeBob or not, like everyone knows who Plankton is. I feel like even though Doctor Duvichmerz is super well written, like we were saying, and like mm-hmm. deserves the icon status of like someone like Doctor Evil or Plankton. Like if you didn't grow up with Phineas and Ferb, you're not gonna know. Agreed. Who he agreed. Is. Yeah. It's, if you're a few years older than us, you might not even know who he yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Wicked Witch of the West versus Green Goblin. <laughs> the Greens. The green, the <laughs> we greenies. got the green matchup. Uh, this is a tough one, too. This is very tough. Um, I'm not even sure who won. I think we're talking about... <laughs> I, I mean, when I think of Green Goblin, I'm thinking of Willem Dafoe from Tobey Maguire. Yeah, not Not the Dane DeHaan version from me the a- Andrew Garfield movies. Um, but, I mean, the Wicked Witch is everyone's villain yeah. in their childhood. Are we talking about the Mila Kunis Wicked Witch of no, the West? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess both of them are the same character. But, but I mean, I mean, I, I haven't seen Wicked. I feel like that feeds into it, too. I haven't seen it. I feel like if I, I saw Wicked, Wicked it would make me appreciate her even more. Yeah. But I do appreciate her. I, I love The Wizard of Oz. I feel like The Wizard of Oz was almost like my entry to fantasy as a child. I watched The Wizard of Oz all the time when yeah, I was a kid. That was I loved a, it. Another movie that terrified me as a kid. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Because of her. Yeah. 
Uh, melting, I'm melting. Well, her and the mon- the monkeys freaked me oh, out. Oh yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> her monkeys. Uh, <laughs> um, but th- yeah, that's one of the, I mean, greatest movies of all time. And like, yeah, it's, oh my, yeah, that's tough. And Spider Man is one of my favorite superheroes. So that kind of like, and Green Goblin being one of his main villains, like super iconic. Yeah. That's tough. Willem Dafoe really like plays him super well. Also, that's that's a really tough one. This is a super tough one. <laughs> I can't even decide. Ooh. Oh, we should have thought about this before. <laughs> I think no. I think it's good that we're being. Yeah, I agree. Right. I yeah, agree. We would, we would have gotten two in our heads. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, oof. I. This is super tough. This doesn't have to factor into who we're choosing, but who would you think would win in a fight between Wicked Witch and Green that Goblin? That is two very different fighting styles. I feel like I'd have to say Green Goblin. He. He's got, like, explosives and stuff. Yeah. But she has, like, magic. She doesn't really... She had Dorothy in a room and just, like, turns over a hourglass and it's like, you're going to die like that. She doesn't <laughs> even, like, just stab her. <laughs> you know what? Just for that, I'm going to choose Green Goblin. And also, I'd like to shout out one of my closest friends, Alyssa McShay, who the whole time we were doing this bracket, she was like, Green Goblin should win. Green Goblin should win. And then when once, spoiler alert, he... Got nixed out. She was like, Green Goblin should have won. So I'll vote for Green Goblin for both of those reasons. Oh, man. See, I want to vote for Wicked Witch because I just know that, like, The Wizard of Oz, like, is... So iconic. So iconic, yeah. And I I haven't seen Wicked either, but I know that that adds a lot to her story. I don't know if that makes her... You know, a lot of the times when they give you the backstory of villains, it kind of makes them, like, less of villains a little bit. You kind of, like, feel too bad for them. So I don't think that's the case with Wicked. I haven't seen it, but I know it's a very beloved story. I don't story. know. Well, for those of you who voted in the bracket, you know that no matter what I vote right now, Green Goblin is going to win. So I'm going to vote for Wicked Witch of the West. Okay. Because she deserves it. Uh, she does deserve a vote. Yeah. Green Goblin moves on, though. Okay. Was that one close on Instagram? I, I think it was like somewhat close, but... I think it was like sixty forty somewhere. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't really speak to it. I'm not really sure, but it was. It was somewhat close. Mm-hmm. Voldemort versus Captain Hook is the next one. This is also like pretty easy, but yeah, this is very, worth mentioning. Very similar to Both. the the Ursula matchup, where Captain Hook is like one of the most iconic villains uh, ever. But yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, like, I agree. Definitely. I agree. He's also a really funny character too. Like Peter Pan has its. It's uh, issues with uh, needing to be updated. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it recently. No, I haven't. But Captain Hook is just like funny. I don't know. He's like afraid of a crocodile instead. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's funny. Not but, as uh, bad as Voldemort being afraid of a child. Oh. <laughs> They're both afraid of children. Oh, I just true. Like... <laughs> wow. More similar than we thought. Wow. <laughs> we really nailed the matchups on this one. <laughs> we snapped. Palpatine versus Hans Gruber is the last matchup of round one. Uh, this is a, and also super, a very easy one for me. Very, very easy. Well, I don't really know Hans Gruber like that. I will say that, but this is a very easy one for me. Yeah, but a very – that's a great casting also. Um, why, why am I forgetting his name right now? Uh, Snape, the actor who played Snape. Why can I not remember it either? I uh, can't do it. <laughs> I was going to say Alec Guinness, but I was like, that's very not <laughs> That's not, not correct. <laughs> I can't remember his name either. Oh, my God. Uh, I didn't know he played him. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Die Hard. I don't think I have. Really? <laughs> Credibility going down again. Oh, my God. Um, no, he's a he's a really good villain. God, what? I'm going to remember it like ha- like yeah. 10 minutes from Just now. 
But, if you remember it, spit it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know Palpatine. why. I, I mean, like that. we're we're gonna go more into Palpatine as the bracket goes on because yeah, that's I know that's your favorite villain probably. And he's gonna have some tougher matchups f- going forward, at yeah. least for for when it comes to us too. Yep. So yeah, All I right. mean, pretty similar to Instagram, only a few differences. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, round one is usually kind of the easiest one. It's gonna get a little bit harder from here. Um, let's move on to round. I'm gonna two. let you take the lead on round two. Let's do it. All right. Okay, give them to me. First matchup of round two is Thanos versus Plankton. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Another, this is oh. one of the ones we were, we were like, super excited about yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, because we didn't know what was going to happen. Because yeah. Plankton was killing it. Um, this was this is a weird one. Um, again, Plankton is, is a childhood favorite. But I don't know. Thanos... Thanos is new in my life where Plankton is like a childhood favorite. And this is also, a, yeah, this is a matchup that happened on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. And I just got to go Thanos. I mean, he's such a good villain. <laughs> he's so scary. And he's, yeah. so, he's he talks in like Shakespearean like lectures to people. And it's just like, oh, he's a beast. And, and Infinity War is one of the best Marvel movies, I think. And it's pretty much a Thanos movie. It's yeah. not really even an Avengers movie. So... I gotta go with Thanos. It's on that re- one. Yeah, is he well educated? He speaks so well. <laughs> He's so well spoken. He took English class <laughs> on but, Titan. But uh, yeah, you you rarely get a movie that's like completely dedicated to a villain like that. Yeah. Especially you would think in like an Avengers movie that there's so many characters to touch on. Yeah, but I, but honestly, I will. Plankton's great. <laughs> Plankton's so good. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's so tough. Um, this is what we do to ourselves at Popcorn High School. Yeah, we're torturing ourselves. <laughs> My <these>. brain is exploding. <laughs> okay, so it was really that easy for you to choose Thanos over Plankton? This one I remember thinking about when we were doing the bracket, and I I wanted Thanos to move on, definitely. I also wanted to see how Thanos would fare against other villains going forward, and, and I don't know. Thanos is, is an iconic villain, and he's, he's new to the game, and he's so iconic, and he's already considered one of the best villains of all time. Maybe you don't even have to consider him the best villain of all time. He's definitely always in the conversation, and he's pretty much new to not that he's new to the comic readers, but he's new to the big screen. When did Infinity War come out? Like three years ago. Yeah, and he's so iconic already. I, I gotta go with Thanos. Yeah, he's also like. Well, I mean, he was I, also I, in movies before that, but yeah. yeah. Regardless, <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel like he's one of those villains that's scary because, like, he's he like knows like you said like he's he's. He speaks well, but he also just, like, knows everything, too, and it's, like, creepy in a way. Yeah, and he's yeah. another untouchable villain as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, when, um, like, when he just knows who the Avengers are just by, like, look, just by hearing them speak, like, in a Endgame, when he's, like, looking at the footage of them in the future and hasn't even met them yet. In the timeline, he's just, like, Avenger. Like, he knows yeah. who everyone is. Like, he knows who Tony Stark is. And like, it's because he's been pulling the strings this whole time. He's such a schemer. And then, eventually, he's just, like, I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah. And just... Beats everyone up. Oh Beats Hulk up in the first scene. Spoiler alert, kills Loki in the first scene. <laughs> <laughs> kills Heimdall. Kills, kill. Uh, kill. We'll say kills. Yeah. Lightly. Uh, we'll see what happens in, on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. In this <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'll go with Thanos. Okay. Yeah, you've convinced Thanos me. There's only, a certain, there's only a certain extent you can take, like, childhood villains. Like, where Going Plankton probably is the most iconic. I mean, we talked about putting a certain other ones in like maybe uh, i think we talked about crocker and yeah. stuff like which again we'll go back to what i said about doofenshmirtz like there's a certain cutoff point for people who appreciate plankton but i feel like anybody who like is living now 
from this point on is going to know Thanos, like, same yeah. way with almost as iconic as Darth Vader. I don't know about that. That's tough. I don't think so. But but he's definitely going to go down in history. I mean, not that point. I, I think he's one. Of, <laughs> I think he's one of the those where you say you mentioned villain and people think like Thanos. Like yeah, you when say, we like, were making this bracket, it was it, it was very clear that he was definitely a one or two seed. Yeah, and we were. I mean, he ended up being a one seed. So uh, he deserves it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next matchup: Maleficent versus Cersei. The evil woman matchup. Yeah. Also, same one we had on Instagram, and I remember thinking about. This is a. Uh, this is not really a tough one, but um, it should be mentioned that I haven't seen the Angelina Jolie uh, Maleficent. I've only seen uh, Sleeping Beauty, uh, which is what I'm taking my knowledge from. Have you seen the Angelina I've Jolie I've seen one? parts of it, but I've never seen the full one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think she's uh, more of an anti-hero in that one. They kind of like changed the story a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think this is easy. I'm going to say Cersei. Yeah, I have to go Cersei. I mean, Cersei, I, I don't know. Cersei is... Maybe my favorite Game of Thrones character, debatably. It's hard because you don't want to say a villain's your favorite character. I do love so many characters in that show. And that's one of my favorite shows of all time, mm-hmm. if not my favorite. Well, <laughs> disregarding season eight. But uh, Cersei is, is maybe my favorite Game of Thrones character. She's great when she's on scene. Every scene she's in is amazing, especially in the later seasons. Even in the earlier seasons, one of my favorite Game of Thrones se- scenes of all time is her and Ned Stark in the garden when she says, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't even remember because it's so long ago, and that's before she even becomes a main, a main, main villain, like the main villain, the queen, and it, she kills every scene she's in. Mm-hmm. She's she's so fun to watch. Well spoken as well. All these villains, they went, <laughs> they went to college, <laughs> but yeah, she's she was like just like the wife of like the king yeah, and like exactly. built her way up and schemed her way up to being the queen and just talk like, about me loving schemers just like sipping wine watching everyone blow up in the in the set spoiler yeah. alert but, <laughs> like literally one of my favorite scenes of the whole show yeah oh she's so good um yeah definitely cersei bye bye maleficent r.i.p all right the joker versus negan i think this was also an instagram matchup oh no it was, De- no, it was yeah. yeah 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 okay joker versus negan i feel like the, y- you go but <laughs> Like I said, I, I love Negan. Um, I will say I think Negan gets hurt by the fact that The Walking Dead, by that point, didn't have as many viewers. So he's not as iconic as he should be. But you got to go the Joker on this one. You, yeah. you just got to. I mean, the Joker is the Joker. He's, he's when you, like you said, when you think of villains, the Joker is one of the first ones that pops into your head. So mm-hmm. I, you got to go the Joker on this one. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about Heath Ledger Joker. But really, really any Joker. Mark Hamill really, Joker. Joaquin Phoenix Joker, yeah, too. I exactly. mean, yeah. I mean, I, we can go. I can go on for day. I wrote a whole article, which you can find on our website, on our blog about uh, the the main problem with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker about how if you delve too much into villains, where their whole the thing that makes them so compelling is that you don't know anything about them and that they're complete like and they're basically a complete enigma. Yeah, it's like what makes them so great. Um, I go more into more detail in it in the article, but like. I don't know. Like, you don't want to demystify a villain too yeah, much. Yeah, I don't even think uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, even when they do uh, demystify him, it. I don't think it completely ruins it. Like, he's still... He's a great actor. He's still amazing. He plays it well, yeah. 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 I, I will agree, though. What I do love about Joker is that you don't. his backstory is a mystery. And I, I did feel like it was demystified a little bit, but that's a conversation for a different time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think we all think about Heath Ledger's Joker and that yeah. really, like, kind of 
showed i mean christopher nolan is great with dialogue and like the the especially his yeah the way he wrote the joker and the way he fledged it com- combined with like his mannerisms and stuff like really like i think showed everyone like the full potential of how crazy and how like well written and complex mm-hmm. and deep he is yeah but even like mark hamill's joker like i always think about too, he's one of the most iconic I jokers I mean, too. talk about great voice actors too yeah also yeah. plays the fire lord and avatar not oh, a yeah. villain yeah, doesn't deserve to be on the list though. No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> but um, definitely the Joker over Negan. I'm sorry, Negan. I mean, you're a great villain too, but that's why you made it to round two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Doctor Evil versus Magneto. Oh, this this was a matchup on Instagram. Yeah, I think so. A tough one. Oh, wow. Oh, this is super tough. I mean, we already <laughs> talked about both of them, but I mean, whoever wins Another this one, one is probably going bye bye because they're going up against the Joker next round. Don't say that. that it doesn't was, matter in the it matchup. It doesn't matter, but... <laughs> oh, honestly, I voted... Mm, mm, this is a super tough one. Mm. I, I might. I voted against Dr. Evil in the first round, but I think I'm going to vote for Dr. Evil in this round. Yeah? He really is one of... I mean, not that Magneto is not one of a kind, but Dr. Evil Dr. Evil's great. He's great. He's so funny. He's, he, he's a, a scene stealer every time he's on screen. Yeah. And it, it's like... Uh, I mean, Doctor Evil is going to be different than most of the people on his, on this list. So, but this is a re- very different matchup where Magneto is very serious, and and uh, but I don't know. I I gotta go Doctor Evil. So is Magneto though. He steals the scene. I feel like he steals every scene that as he's much? in too. Not, I don't know about always. Not as much, of course. Not like, uh, but uh, I don't know about always. Sometimes he's just there to drive the plot. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, I Doctor Evil has a great line in every scene he's in. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, and listen, I know I, I voted against Dr. Evil. If Gus Fring advanced around round two, I would also vote for him over Magneto as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Mm. Wow, I feel like I'm having a really hard time with these. Uh, these, <laughs> <laughs> these Harder than we thought. Yeah. Um, that's really tough. Because uh, I always think about, like, you, I, like I said earlier, like a hero and a villain, like a really determine each other based on their quality. Um and I feel like Doctor Evil is amazing, but he doesn't really determine Austin Powers. That's true. But like Magneto determines like how much you care about what happens to the X Men and Professor X because That's definitely true. they're so intertwined. And like they could be like fighting and like ready to kill each other in one scene, and then the next scene, like Magneto and Professor X will be like playing chess with each other and like discussing like I agree. their past and stuff. It's but sometimes it gets annoying a little bit. I, I love I like I said, I love their relationship, but sometimes it's like Magneto's just always round. Like do something about him. Like you're just gonna let him go and then he's gonna do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I, I, I love Magneto, but in round two they're all great villains already. We're gonna have to choose. I, I I would choose Doctor Evil in this one. I'll I, I'll I'll go with Doctor Evil. Ooh, yeah. Doctor Evil moving forward. Yeah, look at that. Did he win in a? I don't know. Let's see. see. Yes, Doctor Evil did. did move on. Yep. He deserve he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, I I that's another movie I grew up. I probably was probably inappropriate for me to watch as a young child. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, my sister always says that she's like, mom and dad got me. Austin Powers movies when I was way too young. Uh, <laughs> and she loved them. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were hilarious when I was a kid yeah. too. Oh, they're but, so uh, funny. Even though we didn't get all the jokes, but No. <laughs> but now we're old enough to understand yeah. everything. And yeah. we appreciate it even more. <laughs> Which is why Doctor Evil moves around three. Yes. <laughs> um, next matchup. Darth Vader versus Killmonger. This is this is an easy one for me. 
It's got to be Darth Vader. Yeah. Like we said, he is the core of Star Wars. Kill, Killmonger's great. He, he is a great villain. He, he does advance who the protagonist is. But Darth Vader's so iconic. The whole Star Wars story is based off of him. He has such a rich backstory. It's got to be Darth Vader. Killmonger did a, did a lot for, for modern day villains and stories. But that all stems back to what Darth Vader did for villains originally in, in Star Wars. He, he, he laid out the groundwork that is villains. Yeah. And I mean... We we talked about it in round one, but I can go on for hours about like like you said, he's the core of Star Wars. Like everything revolves around Anakin, is centered around Anakin and his fall to the dark side, and his ultimate redemption um, due to Luke facing the Emperor. Like there's so many different like simple like the themes are so simple, but they're just they're so effective because they're the beat. I, I don't know. That's. Uh, that that original trilogy, the way they like work on and build on those beats of family and like redemption and like maybe feeling like you're trapped uh, in uh, a bad decision, like when he chose the dark side. I don't and know. He couldn't turn back from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so simple, but like it's the core foundation, and villains are only as strong as their foundation. And he couldn't turn back from it because his decision caused all these problems. Yep. And then it was too late. Yeah. Oh, so much pain yeah. behind him. Darth Vader uh, moves Darth on. Darth Vader moves to round three. All right. Bane versus Loki. This is a, this is a super tough one. This is tough. Uh, I remember we did sp- discuss this on our Instagram at one point, too. Um, mm, mm. Did we? Oh, yeah. We, we did a discussion yeah. of one of the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. DC versus Marvel. Yeah, this is a big one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think last round I almost convinced myself to vote against Loki. And I, I might... I think... Mm, because I feel like Loki's the best Loki moments aren't when he's an antagonist. It's after. Yeah. But then again, I don't love Bane's motivation that much, and Bane isn't really the main villain of The Dark Knight Rises. It's Talia, if you really think about it. Like he's he's the one that everyone thinks of when they think of the villain of The Dark Knight Rises. But the one whose planet is is Talia. So it, this is a tough one. I don't know. Did I just convince myself against both of them? I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that was possible, but I, this is personally, this is an easy one for me. I think I'm going Loki on this one. Yeah, I'll go Loki too on that one. It's similar. He's such a he's such a great character. Yeah, and and Bane is Bane is Bane because of how good the movie is. It's not necessarily because I mean he is menacing and everything, but Loki Loki makes where Loki makes the movies he's in. The movies make Bane. Does that make sense? <laughs> That like, makes sense. Because the movie's yeah. so good, it makes you recognize how great Bane is. Where Loki is a pivotal part of making all the movies he's in great. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, we actually went against Instagram. Instagram voted for Bane in that. Did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'd, okay. We were, we were just talking about how, I mean, Darth Vader is so great because it it, uh, it builds in, like, on these, um, these themes that are so, like, we're so connected to and Loki is literally builds on those themes of like family and like not fitting in. Yeah. He's very relatable as compared to super Bane. relatable. Yeah. And like, that's what makes him such a great anti-hero after becoming a villain. Because like, you want to see like, e- e- as much as you love him as a villain, you kind of want things to work out for him, but they don't totally work out. So it's kind of like a tease with him. Yeah. 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 You know, whereas Bane, like, again, I like what they did with him in dark Knight rises, like you said, but he's not really the main villain. And it's at a certain point, there's a lo- fine line where he is just like a a little bit of a just an evil guy who wants to like destroy stuff. Yeah, you know? I agree. Okay, yeah. Loki moves forward. All right, this is a, a oh, this is gonna be an interesting one. Uh, Hannibal Lecter 
versus Green Goblin. Oh, that is a tough one. That's a tough one. Ooh. Oh, what are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> um, mm. All right. Um, so we talked about how Hannibal Lecter doesn't really have as much screen time. But I feel like every – like like you said with um, – who, who are we saying it for? With Loki? Where every, no, with uh, Dr. Evil. Like literally every scene that he's in, Hannibal Lecter like, I think that's it. what makes him great is that he doesn't have that much screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Green Goblin is Green Goblin is oh, he makes he makes the movie he's in he we're talking about Norman Osborn so he makes Spider Man one yeah great and when you think uh, arguably when you think Spider Man I when you think of Spider Man villains the first one that pops in my head is Green Goblin I agree uh, maybe Doctor Octopus or Venom but uh, yeah anti hero <laughs> no. He, I mean, he is an anti-hero, but that, oh, I could go on for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disappointed with the Venom movie. <laughs> A whole like, different conversation. Yeah. Not even on the sprocket. No. <laughs> um, That's tough. Uh, uh, mm, mm. Green Goblin, see, Green Goblin kind of like falls into his own faults, which which can kind of make him a, a weaker villain. Like he's he's great, and Willem Dafoe plays that craziness really well. But like he falls, he's very susceptible to like his insanity. Whereas Hannibal Lecter, like he's a madman, but he's also incredibly smart, and he does have flaws, but he's smart enough to work around them and like escape from people. Which yeah. I, also, also, what? Okay. When the Green Goblin shoots the that the last scene that he's in, he shoots the. Freaking glider. Glider at Peter Parker. Did he know it was going to hit himself anyway, whether or not he jumped out of the way? Because it would have just went through him, and it would have just went through Spider-Man. That's really true. And went into the Green Goblin. That's he would have really died true. even if Spider-Man didn't jump out of the way. Yeah. I don't know what he... Maybe... It, I've heard people be like, oh, it was a cry for help. He like wanted to kill himself anyway because he wanted to escape. But I, I think that's know, just an because excuse. Because when, when Peter that's jumps out of the way, goes, it cuts oh. towards... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got to... As much as Green Goblin is closer to my heart, like in my childhood, and I have more nostalgia about him, I'm going to go with Hannibal Lecter. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter moves forward. Much further than he went on our Instagram. Much further. He lost to Dr. Doofenshmirtz Doofenshmirtz mowed through yeah, a ton I think, of the villains. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of people didn't even recognize Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Again, we're sorry, people, but... We have our reasons. I mean, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter's a one seed for a reason. Yeah, I mean, like he does. He deserves he, he's it. so iconic and yeah. he's su- such a good casting. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is a really good one. We talked about this. A <laughs> we lot have on talked about this. All right, I think if you follow us on Instagram, you know who's gonna win this one. Voldemort versus Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> the wrinkly, the wrinkly one. The wrinkly dude. <laughs> the wrinkly one. Um, listen. Voldemort's great because he is central to Harry Potter and he's central to this story and the whole story revolves around him and even when he's not there he is a looming presence but I feel like when he is there he's only scary because of the way he looks he's his presence isn't like as intimidating to me at least and he pretty much just spends his whole time like trying to kill a 17 year old or, or Harry's even younger in a lot of the movies and mm-hmm. and it's like just do it like why why do you have to like Palpatine would never be in a graveyard with his enemy and just like be like, oh, get up, face me. Like Palpatine would just do. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Voldemort, no, I know. Like, what, I know what you mean. Like he the, likes the show of it a little bit. He's very. He's a little bit of a diva. Yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, 
And, like, and Palpatine's not like that, where he's like, oh, please don't kill me. Like, please. Palpatine, like, wants to be powerful, but he doesn't want, like, everyone to know his name and, like, fear me, regard yeah, me. Yeah. Like, whereas Voldemort even is people like... people don't even know he's a Sith Lord until after episode six. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Palp- it's gotta be Palpatine. And Voldemort, I feel like he's, like, we talk about schemers, like... Maybe I'm digging too far. I'm reaching too far on this. I mean, you can criticize me all you want, but uh, this is just what's popping in my head right now is that Palpatine is a true schemer where he waited years and years and carefully, carefully plotted out every single move to get Anakin to fall to the dark side, to create a, to become the one of the most powerful force users in the galaxy and practically almost take over the entire galaxy for a long period of time. Whereas Voldemort, like, he's kind of like, not only is he a diva, but in this way, he's kind of like, wants to rush things and like, short, take shortcuts where like... And he waits till the end of the year every time. Like, he's he's almost like, <laughs> desperate. It's kind of like when yeah. people are like, desperate and like, cringy a little bit. Like, yeah. where like, he w- took this shortcut to become powerful where he like, split his soul. And then all of a sudden, like, first he's going for the Sorcerer's Stone, now he's going to do this. And now, like, he, he seems like, I don't know, he seems... I, I can't come up with another word, but he seems like a little bit desperate. And just like, <laughs> Did you just call Voldemort desperate? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think Palpatine is a good example of he is the scheminess of Cersei and the evilness of Voldemort. And like even even more so the evil, like even more evil than Voldemort. Where Voldemort, yeah, you see him laughing and everything, but Palpatine basks in being evil. He loves it. Mm-hmm. And he, you see him be like this schemy guy for the first two and a half movies and then once he becomes Palpatine Palpatine he's fighting Yoda he's just giggling he loves it he's throw we up to that point we've only seen people throw little rocks with the force he's throwing the entire senate he doesn't he doesn't care yeah. he's giggling the whole time he loves being evil and it's so fun to watch and and yeah his scheminess is my one of my favorite parts of the prequels yeah he's he's just a master manipulator like Voldemort yeah. like will just like antagonize you until like, until control you yeah <laughs> he, 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 like voldemort will antagonize you until you get like angry enough to fight him whereas yeah. palpatine will know how to like twist your mind to join not either join him or to like want to like make you think that you want to fight him yeah and the way he t- twists anakin one of the one of the best characters he twists another villain on this list into becoming his pretty much minion seriously so yeah, Palpatine moves on. Yeah, I absolutely, think. Absolutely. I, I don't want to speak no. for you. Oh no, absolutely, Palpatine. <laughs> and with that, round two is done. Yeah. All right, now that round two is over, Nick, why don't you take it over for round three? Give yes. me that first matchup. Okay. Now this is this is gonna be a very interesting one because we are both big Game of Thrones fans and big Marvel fans. Oh, I'm excited. Thanos versus Cersei. Oh, this did not happen on Instagram, which made the matchup much oh, it easier. Didn't no. You are right. It was Plankton versus Cersei, which You're made it right. much, much easier. I feel like for the fans and even like if we were voting, I would have yeah, absolutely yeah. heard it. Yeah, I don't remember how. I don't think it was that close this, this one when it was Plankton versus Cersei. But now we got Thanos versus Cersei. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason I wanted to vote for Thanos is to see this matchup. Oh, all right. So my mind immediately went to more people. This doesn't fault Cersei at all. And I don't even know if it should be considered. More people know Thanos more than they know Cersei. Which is no, that's close. I feel as a villain, I would say, as a villain, yeah, I I agree, I would agree with that. More people, but I don't know if that should fault Cersei at all because she, like, we, we, like, we've mentioned previously, she's just an amazing villain. She's so well written, like, comes from 
basically nothing at the beginning of the show and comes up to well, like. Well, she's rich. Well, she's <laughs> not in that way. And married to the king. Not in that way. She <laughs> yeah, comes yeah, in yeah. like where she's like basically a non-threat almost where people wouldn't consider her a threat and yeah. she rises up. Whereas Thanos, like, from if you if you know his backstory, like he's always been like a villain practically his whole life. But he has that. He's again is a unique villain where you understand where he's coming from a a lot, like outright. Like you don't need to really explain his backstory that much. Mm -hmm. Where like you understand his motivation. He's just like a twisted character. Where like he's he's genuinely like. Want, is trying to help he thinks he's helping the universe and he's so twisted that he has to do it in this way where he erases all life um i don't know it's really what do you, what's going through your mind right now what are you what are you thinking i would say the difference for me between thanos and cersei is cersei there's other villains in game of thrones cersei is the best villain in game of thrones but she's not the only villain in game of thrones and obviously thanos isn't the only villain in marvel but he is the villain of the mcu up to this point where, where you could argue that Cersei, there's two villains that I don't think are as good that are, speaking of Daenerys and the Night King, that are kind of become like, um, like they're also the villains of Game of Thrones. So Thanos is the villain of the MCU, but I, I will also say that Cersei, I feel Cersei is debatably my favorite character of Game of Thrones, where Thanos isn't even close to my favorite character of the MCU. You know what I mean? So as a, as a villain, I could see why... Thanos could win this one, but Cersei's such a good character, and you know her backstory, and you 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 grow to her being a villain throughout the show. And she, you already hate her at the beginning of the show, but she becomes such a good villain by the end of the show. She she I don't know. I think I I love Cersei. She's one of my favorite characters. I'm gonna have to go with Cersei. Do you think that speak? But do you think that reasoning speaks to that? There's just more interesting characters in Marvel that it's hard to like have someone beat like cap and iron man as your favorite character no i think you love thanos as a villain but you don't love him as a character I, or that's how i feel personally like you know what i mean i would never call thanos my favorite character of the mcu there's so many characters that are well like thought out and like, you grow with them where cersei you do grow with her but like as she becomes more evil and more evil not like you know i, I wouldn't call thanos one of my favorite marvel characters not even close really and it's not because there is so many great characters in marvel but Cersei's like my. She steals every scene she's in. I love her. Cersei, uh, vote. I don't know. Um, you you're kind of convincing me a little bit more towards Cersei because I love Thanos. I think that he is similar, like I said before, to Darth Vader, where he's gonna live on and people are gonna remember Thanos as like. I remember when Infinity War came out. I remember when Endgame came out, and the Avengers were battling Thanos. I mean, I'm gonna tell my kids in the future like i went with my friends i went with my 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 good friend nick, nick. <laughs> on opening night we As saw well infinity war <laughs> yes uh, our other friends we on opening night we saw thanos demolish the avengers and then we saw the avengers subsequently come back and demolish thanos <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say demolish I'll not demolish <laughs> but yeah um i don't know that's that's really tough for me i mean i i mm. I feel like Thanos just, I don't know, even know if it should be considered the last season of Game of Thrones because, like, it really... No, it should be considered. Because Thanos' story really came full circle and it really came back to bite him where he's so in his head that he's this savior and this god that he thinks he's doing the right thing, that nothing could ever come back to get him, that he's inevitable or whatever. 
and it does come back right to get him. And he, it, like, I feel like his story, yeah, his comes arc is great. To, his arc is really good. Um, whereas Cersei, like, she was heading towards this beautiful arc <laughs> where it was, and then. <laughs> Oh was, God! Was she kill, was killed by debris. Killed by debris by rubble, <laughs> falling on her head. Oh God! Along with the man who should have killed her, which Oh, don't even get me started. Uh, uh, conversation for another time. But it, I agree, her story does not come full circle. Uh, like her with her ending, it doesn't come full circle. Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> oh my God, this is so tough. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my gut and go and go with Thanos. Okay. Just, so and then who wins that matchup? Tiebreaker, drum roll, please. Cersei. <laughs> Cersei, it's not even close because she went two rounds further than Thanos in the Instagram bracket. Yeah, but uh, that's because people just were sticking with their childhood love for her. Yeah, but not against Cersei. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so I Cersei know. moves forward. That just the, What happened to her in the last season just really breaks my heart. I, 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 could, I could see that. I, I get that reasoning, but Cersei, Cersei's just the best. Yeah, I And know. Cersei is in the final four in the semifinals. We're getting close to the end, my friends. Whew. Oh, my God. Okay. Next, we got the Joker versus Doctor Evil. This, <laughs> nor I mean, this does break my heart a little bit, but I feel like I have to just repeat what we said in previous rounds. Like, you can't not choose the Joker. Like, <laughs> but you that ah, uh, not you not, see. I don't want that to be my only reasoning for. No, choosing. it's not. It's not my only reasoning. I mean, like, just no. But he's he's such a great villain. Joker is one of those people like how Darth Vader and Star Wars like kind of set a foundation for sci-fi and uh, villains where the Joker really like everyone like when you think of like when when a new movie comes out maybe an original movie or like a new actor portrays a character in a certain way and they portray him in like a crazy eccentric way everyone's like oh he's doing like a riff on the joker like mm-hmm. everyone like always yeah. compares like these eccentric villains to J- the joker and everyone compares like arch nemeses like oh he's he's basically what the joker is to batman mm-hmm. like it all comes back to that infamous rivalry of uh, batman versus the joker yeah and and talk about characters that like when you hear oh this person's playing them it's like oh i don't know i don't know if he could play him it's like the joker has such a rich personality and and such a such a strong presence that it takes a a very special actor to play him and i think that speaks to how pivotal of a villain he is and how difficult difficult of a villain he is to play because he's so great yeah and you don't want to you don't want to tarnish the the great character so joker has to be the one I vote for, at least. It says a lot about a, a villain that, like, if you can't get even just his laugh right, then you're not meant to play. Yeah, him. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like the it's such and a it's small part. It's not even a typical evil laugh. It's like such a different laugh than anyone else. Yeah, and yeah. you got you got to have like these certain like tiny mannerisms to play him too. Like, I mean, everyone puts their own spin on him, but like each one of them comes with like their own like little quirks that like are so important to a character like the Joker. Otherwise, yeah. like he has like no substance. At all. I agree. But, I mean, Dr. Evil's the best. We mentioned him in past rounds. We do got to give a shout out to Dr. Evil for getting this far. Oh, yeah. Mike Myers is just incredible. I mean, I I would love an Austin Powers 4, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can because the ending is like them coming together. Yeah, but I've I've heard. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a reboot lover or like a sequel lover. I I like to put things to bed when they deserve to be put to bed, and I feel like Goldmember was like a good ending. No, it, it should be put to bed, but I feel like I wouldn't be. I would definitely. I 
I mean, it is a comedy movie. You can do whatever you want. I think it would be. I think it would still be funny. Yeah, it's not, it's I agree. Like the. But what if it ruins it? <laughs> I don't think the first it would. three are so good. I've heard rumors that they were considering a fourth one where Scott, his son, would be the the villain, which Ooh, I think would be Seth funny. Green. Seth Green is yeah, so, he's so funny. funny in those and movies. And Scott, his horrible evil laugh. He's so funny. He can't even get the evil laugh right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's he's one of those characters where like normal sometimes you wait too long and then you try to do another sequel and it kind of ruins it. I feel like Mike Myers like the the distance between the movies like wouldn't ruin it like he's so good at playing dr yeah he is yeah yeah but unfortunately no the joker he stays in he stays in round one yep okay next we got darth vader versus loki you're right we didn't have this on the instagram one i this is an interesting one we've never discussed this before this is star wars versus marvel these are like our two babies yeah these are these are similar too. I mean, it's it's funny. They how, are similar. They're the two one. Yeah, you're right. It's funny how this bracket's working out that we're getting a lot of similar people. Together, yeah, because but... Loki and Darth Vader are both ones that people could argue are really good guys. I mean, Darth Vader's a little different because he was such an antagonist for so long, where Loki kind of jumps back and forth. But they are ultimately they're ultimately good guys in the end. Yeah. So you're right. They are similar. Their stories are tied to these themes, like I said before, of family and things that we mm. like can relate to so much good that, point i don't know i i feel like they're they're similar like you said like you can't really call darth vader an anti-hero like loki like you can yeah. with loki no. he's a tragic hero i would feel like yeah they're both yeah. that's yeah. exactly what i was well i think thinking. loki's more of an anti-hero than a tragic hero. But, but darth vader darth vader's more of a tragic he, he's more similar to like Macbeth, even though Macbeth goes down a villain in the end it is like the tragedy of darth vader is the first six movies so I, I darth vader's like a tragic hero but i see what you're saying they're both like yeah, they both. Yeah, he's. I would say Loki's a tragic villain. I mean, he ends up like having to die because of his mistakes. Like they both sacrifice themselves for a family member. Like they're very. Like they both build. Yeah, but tragic means like you turn you. I don't know. I even Darth Vader is iffy on a, on the whole tragic hero thing. That's a whole different conversation. But it's kind of like you turn and then you become like the villain. Oh, and he's you go definitely down a tragic villain. hero. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know. Tra- the de- I don't know the exact definition of tragic hero, but how I understand it is like Macbeth. Like he turns evil and he goes down as the villain, where Darth Vader doesn't really go down as the villain. But I s- still kind of con- consider him a tragic hero because he has such a fall into darkness. Yeah. Where Loki doesn't really have a, I don't know. His fall is at the very beginning of the story. If he would have so died, if he would have died in the at the end of Thor one, then he would be similar, much more similar to Darth Vader, probably. Yeah. I could see that. But you're right. I mean, if you think about it, their ending is kind of similar where even though Darth Vader is more successful, Darth Vader goes down for his son where Loki goes down for his brother. But Darth Vader is more successful and that he takes down the villain and Loki doesn't. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, talking about who would win this one and greatest villain, I got to go with Darth Vader. Yeah. I mean, you got to. There's no... <laughs> you got to go with Darth Vader. <laughs> You've been saying that about Darth Vader and the Joker. Darth Vader... Is, an, is a must. No, yeah, definitely. Vader, Lord Vader advances. <laughs> Lord Vader is in danger. <laughs> Another weird Palpatine <laughs> quote. Speaking of which, our next matchup is Hannibal Lecter versus Palpatine. This is kind of an easy one for me. I, I mean... Yeah, and like we said, this is biased opinions we're voting on. Not Our seeds were unbiased. That is why Hannibal Lecter is a one and Palpatine is a two. Biased opinion... Palpatine. Yeah, but v- very fair arguments could be made that Hannibal Lecter could 
is, a, is a great matchup for Palpatine, which he is. I think he is, a, a, but like that he can hold his own uh, in terms of villainy. But Agreed. I, I have to go with Palpatine. I mean, for all the reasons we mentioned uh, last round against Voldemort is that he, like you said, he basks in his evilness. Like he's not desperate. He's not, uh, he, he, he's not, he's not like vying for your attention. He knows what he has to do and he will take the time to plan it out so that it's perfect. Well thought out. He knows how to manipulate people. He knows how to like when to step back and be like, all right, I need to like put my true feelings aside. Like I may want to, I don't think really want to be, (laughs) but I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I may need to put my wishes aside. Like I really want to be a villain, but now is the time to, to really like act like I'm, to like put up this facade and really like make people believe that I'm not I'm a good guy. Yeah, and I, I could see why someone would look at this matchup and not vote for Palpatine, 100. percent But for me, one as a Star Wars fan and two as a, a Palpatine fan, where Palpatine again another villain that's one of my favorite characters. Palpatine is one of my favorite Star Wars characters, and it's not because he has this backstory where he turns to the to evil and like not because he really you really understand his motives, but. I mean, you do understand his, his motives. He just wants power. But sometimes, I, I sometimes you like a villain like that also. And Star Wars needed that in in the story in order to make to make Vader such a great villain. And another thing I love about Palpatine that we didn't mention before is, I like that he's he he looks at his plan and he he makes his plan work from a very hands off perspective. But when it comes down to it, he's willing to fight and get his hands dirty to push his agenda forward. And he fights. The two most powerful Jedi of all time, mm-hmm. or debatably, but I what well, maybe not of all time, but Mace Windu and Yoda at that time. Were okay, the most I was powerful just making Jedi. sure that's who. You're, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at, in the Clone Wars, they were the most powerful Jedi at the time, and he fights both of them within a matter of days. Mm-hmm. And he he a lot of people don't like that Palpatine like whips out his lightsaber in Revenge of Sith and just fights like any other like Sith Lord. But I I love that, and I like that he's willing to get his hands dirty. Yeah. Definitely agreed. I, I, it's an, and the electricity. It's, it's, it's easy for me. I mean, yeah. Hannibal does steal every scene that he's in. And he, uh, again, he's kind of a schemer too. Like he's super smart. Uh, I mean, the scene that I always think back to is when he's like completely chained up and they're transferring him and he looks at like a pen on a bench next to him and there's no way like – like and <laughs> there's no way he could possibly like have gotten it but he yeah. figures out a way like to manipulate like the guards and like get the pen and then use it to like, yeah and to like i said if some escape. if someone was to, to say i'd vote for hannibal over palpatine i'd be like that makes sense but yeah for me from a bias point of view because i love him i gotta vote for palpatine. i don't know i don't i don't know if i would say that makes sense i would be like uh, I, I i can respect it but i would be like Palpatine is just like especially if you're a huge Star Wars fan. Palpatine is so central to Star Wars as well. And if you're if you're a prequel hater, if you're like you really need to like just put your 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 thoughts in check for a second, really like <laughs> look at the plot of the prequels and just completely what take achieved. it. Yeah. Just completely take Palpatine's uh, plan and just look at that with neutrality. Yeah. And, like yeah. I agree. Yeah. So Palpatine moves on. And that is it. For round three. All right. Now we got the On final the four. Finals. Hand it back to you. All right. The semifinals. You ready? Yep. I'm ready. Cersei versus the Joker. <laughs> Ooh. Also, I would like to mention that this is all the same final four as Instagram, except Palpatine. It was We chose Palpatine and Instagram chose Voldemort. Yeah. We got out rounds earlier. 
Um, but yeah, so Cersei versus the Joker was also a matchup on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I remember wanting Cersei to win. Yeah, I remember you were you're, you're a big fan of upsets. Like I'm a, I'm one a big fan of upsets and two I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Like I, I read all the books. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan and Cersei is is one speaking of reading the books, Cersei's one thing that even though the books aren't done, I felt like the show might have done even better as building up her up as a villain did better than the books and that's one of the one changes that i really like and cersei like i said is one of my favorite game of thrones characters and being one of the favorite characters of my favorite show i wanted her to, to win really badly i wanted to see that upset yeah but i just it, <laughs> i knew it wasn't gonna happen yeah i knew I it mean, wasn't gonna i i didn't think it was gonna happen but i, I had a little hope because some of my friends were like I'd vote for Cersei over over the Joker. I love like a lot of the diehard Game of Thrones fans who weren't who aren't like as big Dark Knight fans wanted Cersei to win as well. So I had a little bit of hope, but yeah, I mean, I I thought that even in my head, it, even if you're not a comic book fan or not a Dark Knight fan, that you you know the Joker enough to know how iconic he is to want to vote for him. But there were some people who were consistently voting against the Joker on Instagram, which was pretty, I guess, pretty cool. It was cool to see that. Yeah. And right now, I'm going to be one of those people and vote for Cersei. Are you? Not that I consistently voted against Are the Joker, you? but I'm going to vote for Cersei. I might get hate for that, but I, I, I remember wanting Cersei to win, not just for the upset, because I, but it's because I love Cersei. Again, I, I like, like we were saying, if someone voted for Hannibal over Palpatine, I, I respect your opinion, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to go with the Joker. I mean, like, I consistently, that's, the Dark Knight is honestly one of my favorite movies of all time i think it's a movie that everyone should see if you're a movie buff if you're a fan of just even if you're not a fan of superhero stuff yeah i mean the dark knight's just a great action. movie it's it's not, it's even, not even just a great superhero it's movie. a it good is a superhero action movie, movie but it's a good action movie i agree uh, almost could be considered a maybe a perfect action movie but well you know yeah is, is there a perfect movie who knows uh, <laughs> but yeah even i mean i'm not trying to come with the joker i think the joker's a great villain i, I voted for him thus far but I, I will say the Joker, I, I feel like in The Dark Knight, it's cool, his motivation, but he's just kind of crazy and evil. And I've seen some theories of, oh, was he the real hero of the movie and stuff? But from what I can see from a surface level, he's just kind of crazy and evil. Where Cersei, I really understand everything she does. And like, she she takes it a little further than I would with blowing everyone up but and torturing people for no reason that she hates. But I love to see it. And she steals every scene she's in. Not that the Joker, the Joker also steals every scene he's in, but... I, I just love watching Cersei, and I, I love how far she's come throughout the season. That is a that is a good point. I mean, like she does have a little bit more substance to her motivations and what makes her so compelling. But one thing that I will say is that a lot of villains um, may be criticized for being maybe too generic for, like you said, just like being evil and wanting chaos. Mm -hmm. But I think that the Joker is maybe one of the only villains where it actually works in a way where you can be generically crazy and evil, but it's also so complex and it's enough substance that like people are constantly wanting more. And anybody who tries to create a villain or portray a villain that is like that, they're like, they don't like it because they're like, yeah. that, that's the Joker's job. Like no yeah. one, no one else can do that except for the Joker. So it, to have that much power where you're like, only the Joker can be this type of villain and it still works and people love it like and it's that compelling i think that's yeah and, and I, I will say it's it's cool how he 
he's like, oh, I'm, I'm an agent of chaos. So he like loves chaos and, but he still goes about his plans so manipulative, so manipulatively. Can't can't speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he his plans are so well thought out. But it's just to cause chaos. It's not to put him on top or anything. Where when you think of other villains that are just evil, it's usually to put them on top or something. For him, it's just to cause chaos, which is interesting. Similar well, to Littlefinger, another Game of Thrones quote unquote villain. Well, it's to ca- it's to cause chaos, but it's also to show it's to show the hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. It's to show but the. It's not to put him on top, is what I'm saying. No, but that's that's yeah. That's which not a cool. bad thing. No, yeah. that, I'm saying that's a good thing. Yeah. That that it's di- it's different motivation than any other villain that I know that I could think of. Yeah. Where usually villains want to put themselves on top or get something something like I don't know, do something very I I don't know. He he has a very different motivation than any other villain I could name. Yeah, and like to give examples of what I was saying before is like. One uh, thing that comes to mind is like uh, the way Jesse Eisenberg played Lex Luthor. I mean, that was yeah. a, that was a whole problem in itself. Is that Lex Luthor should not be played that way? But a lot of people is like, you can't just play every villain like the Joker because that's the way the Joker should be played. And most other anytime like someone p- portrays like a crazy chaotic villain, they they're like, oh, that's kind of like the Joker. Like, oh, that's like the Joker. Like everyone always yeah. like thinks that, especially when it's like twitchy and awkward the way. It, Lex Heath Luthor Ledger was in, or uh, the way Jesse Eisenberg was as Lex Luthor, but yeah. Heath Ledger does that really well, where the awkward moments, and he's like, "Oh, I killed the Batman." It's like awkward, but it's like creepy awkward, and it's like makes you like not it makes you not want to go close to him. Yeah. So I mean, that is great, but I'm voting Cersei. All right, I'm voting Joker, and uh, another time. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Joker moves on to the finals. <laughs> yep, as he did in the the original bracket. All right, he did beat Cersei in the original bracket as well. This is going to be an interesting one. Let's see if uh, if this ends up differently. Only two there can be. Oh my god! The words of the Sith. So it's uh, Master versus Apprentice. Master versus Apprentice. Darth Vader versus Emperor Palpatine. Woo! I mean, oh, I mean we. We know who I'm gonna pick. I, I know who you're gonna pick for sure. Do you? I mean, there's. I feel like I'm obligated to pick one, and I, I feel like I'm gonna pick that person. But it is weird because Vader is Palpatine's apprentice, so like, and Palpatine manipulated him into this whole. But but Vader really, Vader does have the icon status over Palpatine a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But he is Palpatine's little minion for three movies, three and a half movies almost. But, I mean, if you think about it, Vader, I guess it would be more Anakin than Vader, did end up defeating Palpatine. So it really is an interesting dynamic we have here. It's interesting how it changes when you compare Vader to someone completely different. You're like, oh, no question about it, Vader. But once you compare it to the person who brought, who made him Darth Vader. Vader. It's it's literally, Emperor Palpatine made Darth Vader. There would be no Darth Vader without Emperor Palpatine. Oh, like this is a tough one. When you've got when you really ex- uh, got me into like the deep stuff within the prequels, and now after watching Clone Wars, like it's h- almost hard to see Vader as a complete villain when I rewatch the whole saga. If th- if that makes sense, like, yeah. Because I, as much as I know he's evil and he's on the dark side and he's a villain, there's certain moments within the original trilogy where you're like, this guy is is only doing this because he knows he's trapped and like he has no way out like he knows he screwed up and he's on the dark side and, and there's he, so much pain behind this yeah there's so much pain and suffering that he Ugh. that he's kind of just like 
stuck there. It's not really because he's actively wanting to maybe be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's and even there's a line that I've seen other people analyze, and and it's a line that speaks to me a little bit is not speaks to but it's like a line that i've noticed that, that kind of goes over your head the first time you watch it is in episode six when he when vader is talking to luke he and they're like they're on endor and he's like i must obey my master mm-hmm. there's like fear behind it it's like i have to obey my master. You yeah understand? i know exactly i what. have to obey my master he's afraid of palpatine and there's a lot of outside of the six movies there's a lot of other material behind that and how the different ways Palpatine tortured Vader to make him so scared of him after Revenge of the Sith. But it, it, he really does have such a hold over Vader. But, like I said, Vader does turn against him in the end, even though it is more Anakin Skywalker. But it, it really is a com- complicated dynamic yeah. we got in this one. This one's a super tough one for me. One thing that I like to do when rewatching the um, the original trilogy is, I, is as much as Hayden Christensen gave kind of a robotic performance in the prequels. What one could argue, I li- <laughs> sometimes I like to imagine like when I hear Darth Vader say like a line of dialogue like that, like I must obey my master. I try to imagine Anakin like saying it. Anakin saying yeah. it, and like you that then you really realize like wow, he's actually like scared right now. Like, yeah, saying and, this. And, and another thing, I don't want to spoil Rebels for anyone, but there's a moment where you hear Vader and Anakin's voice together and it's it's really powerful and it it, it it you kind of forget that they're the same character like you always know it but it's hard to picture the same like them as the same character yeah sometimes. And so that that was a cool moment for me too but oh have we gotten anywhere in this <laughs> I mean, we we we're just breaking down star wars yeah. oh my god oh my god uh i can't vote for it oh i th- i feel like this what we've been saying is swaying me towards palpatine i agree which when I, I first said i know who i'm gonna vote for i meant vader but now i might have to vote for palpatine but that's like kind of are we being traitors to, <laughs> to star wars almost i don't know oh ah oh, oof I mean, did Vader really defeat Palpatine in the end? Because he comes back in the sequels. But yeah. that's not really what I think of when I think of that. I, I feel like he at least defeated Yeah, him I don't know bit. if... I'm not even really considering that, that he, like, turned against him. I'm trying to... I don't know. Like, I'm going to vote for Vader. Because he's such a great character. Yeah. That, that feeds into it. Yeah, he is. Uh yeah, the the nature of his tragedy and like like I, the whole Star Wars story is based around him. And and even though Palpatine was technically the main villain of Star Wars, Vader has the icon status and he has the the three movies were to explain yeah, they were to explain the Empire's backstory and the Emperor's backstory, but they were meant to explain Vader's backstory. And and I don't know, he that's powerful. Vader he is he is like we were saying he is the main antagonist for practically the entire original trilogy like the emperor is mostly like a back end guy yeah Um, and we've talked about how demystifying a villain can often like maybe ruin the illusion but i feel like maybe many people do feel like about the prequels but not me maybe i mean like like i was just saying like it's hard for me to imagine now like when watching the original trilogy but he's still the villain like there's no question about it. When you ask someone who's the villain of Star Wars, it's it's Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, Even though Palpatine's technically the main. Yeah, villain. he's the main. But villain. All, like you said, Vader has an active role in the original trilogy, and and he has an act, he really has an active role in every movie if you consider Anakin and Vader the same person. Where Palpatine really shines in Revenge of the Sith, but other than that, 
it's really the it's the Vader show, and he has so many great lines. Like we would be honored if you would join us. Like he blocks Han Solo's bullet. Yeah, great, great scene. Him and Obi Wan's fight in Episode Four, not the most over the top fight, but a great scene. Him and Obi Wan's fight in Revenge of the Sith, which is not is not Anakin versus Obi Wan. It's Vader versus Obi Wan yeah. because he had already turned to Darth Vader. He has so many great mm-hmm. moments. He accepted the mantle of a. I guess I consider that when I'm Darth Vader. talking about Darth Vader right now as greatest villain, I'm considering hating Christensen. As Darth Vader, I, I, I could agree, definitely agree with so that. So I, I and and his fight versus Obi Wan is heart wrenching. So mm-hmm. and there's some fights in Rebels with Vader that are also heart wrenching. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Vader. I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's another, another great, great line. Where he yeah. just flat out kills the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's just choking people all over the place. That's another cool thing about it because like he. Like we said, he is kind of like trapped in this whole thing, but like his devotion to the force kind of also makes him more evil too. Yeah. Where the guy oh, like yeah. insults he, he the force and yeah. like he's like and the Rogue One scene. Oh, it just doesn't get oh, better the than that. <laughs> oh. It just doesn't get better than that. Yeah, we talked about that on uh, on on our Instagram right when it was Star Wars yeah. Day. Like yeah, our yeah, yeah. We scenes. talked about how that's some of our yeah. Yeah. Oh my that's god. One of the best scenes. Yeah, I. As much as I was super close to picking Palpatine, me too. I went back and forth a few times. I think I'll, I think I'll choose Darth I think, Vader I as think, well. I think we, we, st- I started at Vader. We convinced me to Palpatine, and then I went back to Vader. We Did I convince ourselves. you to Palpatine? Yeah, we. I feel like we. I convinced myself. You convinced me, and yeah. then we both convinced ourselves back to Vader. Yeah, yeah. And now that is the end of the semifinals, and we are on to the finals. The same matchup that was in the Instagram bracket. Mm-hmm. The Joker versus Darth Vader. Oh, it was meant to be. A few it, times we faltered and Instagram faltered, but I feel like we all knew we'd end up here. Did we though? I may, I'm kind of maybe half. Ex- I expected the Joker to make exactly. it. Maybe ha- you half expected a few times, but you always when you think of villains, the first two that when we thought of the bracket, the first two that came to mind were the Vader and were yeah. Vader. I almost said the Vader. The Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader and the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Little Annie played by Jake Lloyd versus the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So should we do the honors? I think you should do the honors. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) Re-announcing? All right. The finals. On to the finals. Dun, dun, dun. The Joker versus Darth Vader. Mm. Oh, my God. We're going to go into a whole whole big deep dive again. All right. So going back to what we said about Vader versus Palpatine, Vader, I'm kind. I'm now. I feel like I'm contradicting myself a little bit. I said before I was like, or when you can compare Vader to anyone outside of Star Wars, it's like hands down Vader. But now I'm kind of thinking from our discussion of him versus Palpatine is that like when you learn about his tragic fall to the dark side, it kind of makes you. It makes the Star Wars story more compelling, but it makes his position as a villain more of like he's trapped rather than like he's there as a villain. Whereas the Joker is like, and and is um, it's like an active and like purposeful decision to be a villain and be an agent of chaos, which is something to note. That's not yeah. really me favoring any side, but it's but just I, something to. But note. I will say that Vader, I agree, he's trapped. But because of that, he becomes a whole other person who is Darth Vader. Like, Anakin Skywalker is the one who's trapped, where Darth Vader is his whole, like, he, where he 
murders people to get the plans to the Death Star. He chokes people for no reason when they fail him. He, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, he tortures pretty much tortures Princess Leia. Yeah, so he become because Anakin Skywalker is trapped. He becomes Darth Vader, who's this cold hearted antagonist. I thank you for for saying that because you 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 brought me back to what I said before. Is like I like to imagine Anakin speaking Darth Vader's lines in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how Star Wars like plays on that idea is that the Force can turn you into a, a whole other person, and sometimes I forget that. That like, yeah, which Obi Wan tries to use as an excuse. Which, come on, Obi Wan, you got to tell Luke to die uh, his father. <laughs> <laughs> come on, what, I what said, a bad what, excuse. Well, let me direct quote. What I said was true from a, a certain, certain point, point of view. view. <laughs> Luke goes from a certain point of view. Honestly, agree with Luke on that one. Yeah. You you're, not, you're, you're not one to agree with Luke. I, many I'm not times. one to agree with Luke, but that's a whole different <laughs> story. But I agree with him on that point. But um, yeah, I don't. Oh. But you're right. I mean, Vader, the Joker is the main Batman villain. Where yeah. Vader is, yeah. When you think of Star Wars, you think of Vader, but he's not the main antagonist of no. Star Wars. Palpatine is. As much as we've had similar matchups, this is a really different one where. Like, Joker's past is completely shrouded, and Vader was kind of like unveiled, with de- unveiled and yeah. that, but it which made makes it more them compelling. great in different ways. Yeah, they're so great in different ways. Yeah, they really are. Can we have both of them win? <laughs> <laughs> A tie? No, I refuse. <laughs> Oof, God. Well, another thing that kind of factors in. Maybe it shouldn't, but if we're thinking of Heath, someone like Heath Ledger or even Joaquin Phoenix or Jack Nicholson, um, their performance and their facial expressions and their mannerisms characterize what we view as the Joker. And I think that does add a lot to it, whereas Darth Vader, as much as he's a great villain and we talk about his story the whole time, he the mask maybe kind of takes away from but, it a little bit. But- but that again, is- again, I, we're talking. We're separating the villain. Like the the villains are complete opposites on that point. But and that is what makes the, the Joker great. But what makes Vader great is that you don't see his facial expression. He's just cold, and that allowed him to have such a crazy backstory, because you're just seeing this. And, and it also explains why his fighting style is so much worse in the original trilogy. Worse, but it, it explains. It ends up helping his story that he's in in a mask, and I think that's what makes Vader so great, and what makes it so powerful when Luke takes off his mask in Return of the Jedi. So, so again, two two things that separate these two villains also make them great. I, I feel. Yeah, it's 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 tough because a lot of what you what you're supposed to feel about Darth Vader and why maybe some people don't understand like some people who aren't big star wars fans like we are and Mm -hmm. maybe they're casual fans sometimes don't understand is a lot of the uh a lot of the themes of star wars are implicit and like they they're not uh taken at face value like if that makes sense whereas like the joker is very much a character where he's all face value and everything Mm -hmm. you see about him like that's what makes him the most compelling whereas darth vader where you you sit and think about his story. You sit and think about, and you need like, all the different movies to explain to like kind of appreciate his whole story. Yeah, I think we should write down who we're gonna vote for and then show each other. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Ooh. You write, you write yours first. Okay, I'll write mine first. 
tried to scribble it so you wouldn't uh, know which one I was writing. Oh my god! Uh, I don't even. Did did you kind of did you know who you were gonna choose or did you kind of just like? I knew who I was gonna choose. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, wait, can we can we talk a little bit just <laughs> Okay, uh, we could talk more. Yeah, we'll I get, have we my need, answer written now. Yeah. I don't think it's I'll change it if I have to, but I don't think it's changing. Yeah, I, I need I need it. I need it. I just need it. I don't want you to think I'm trying to convince you of one now. <laughs> Are you? No, I'm not okay. at all. I've been trying to convince both of us both ways this whole bracket. Yeah, I feel like we're talking. <laughs> I've convinced about, myself out of a bunch of them. We talked ourselves in circles for a few we, of them. Yeah, <laughs> we have. We have. Um, and here we stand. Yeah, I know. Ooh, it's it's hard to 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 like decide if you're gonna feed not feed into, but like if you're gonna let the icon status like trope other things that you're thinking about. You know. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But they both have icon status. I feel like it doesn't. They do. I feel like they both, like, in different ways, but also in similar ways. They have a similar icon status. I feel like they almost cancel each other out on this one. All right. Have my answer written down. Uh, Will we agree with Instagram or not? And if we disagree with each other, Instagram prevails. Ooh. Oh, I'm kind of excited. I like this idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to unveil it to each other. Okay. Three. Wait, wait. Should we, okay. Three. Are we? Okay. Three. <laughs> two, two. One. one. Vader. Oh, oh you too. <laughs> Jake had Vader. For the record, Jake had Vader also. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I kind of. So thought... Darth Vader is our winner. Yeah. Wow. Comrade so... does not prevail this time. <laughs> <laughs> so the. Winner of the Instagram bracket was the Joker, and and we have chosen Darth Vader. <laughs> we do not agree with you, Instagram. <laughs> you don't even have to tell us you disagree with us because we already know. Yeah, we've already decided. Oh, well, that was very long but very fun. Very fun. Very fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it as yeah. much as we did. See, so like we we mentioned in the last episode, and we've uh, said a few times here is the whole point of the brackets we we love to see your opinions that's what it's all about but like this is what this is all about and this like, is our this is our first time when i'm we're really nerding out on something so it, it's been fun yeah it's, it's fun, fun to like just let loose and this like, is our first podcast that's not like an intro podcast very yeah. fun and me and you i know we could go on for hours yeah. about this kind and, of stuff and we have yeah we just did. We, we <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, all hail Darth Vader as the greatest villain of all time. Um, Come at us, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the meat of the episode this time. Uh, maybe why don't we quickly review? I know there, were, like we mentioned before, there are a lot of villains who unfortunately couldn't make it into this bracket. And we asked you guys on Instagram who you thought should have made it in. Why don't we just discuss them like real quick, uh, go through them, and see what we think? Yeah. So, so what were some of the ones we were considering? We were considering some of the other horror villains like uh, Chucky. I Jason. think was one. Yeah. Yeah. Michael yeah but Myers. We, we, you, we also tried to diversify our picks. We didn't want to have too many of one. Like Darth, Darth Maul, I know, was one that was mentioned on Instagram, who I, w- I would have loved to have. I love Darth Maul, especially because he's not just a Star Wars villain from the movies. He's also a villain from Clone Wars and Rebels. So I would have loved to have had that. But, I mean, Darth Vader and Palpatine would have wiped the floor with him anyway. Yeah. No, D- Darth Maul is really – he really shines in the Clone Wars. And um, I think that a lot of people are more familiar with the Phantom Menace. And it just wouldn't have been yeah, – exactly. it wouldn't have done justice to him to put him in here. Yeah, and, and like I said, we wanted to diversify. We didn't want to have a bunch of horror villains or um, – 
a bunch of Star Wars yeah, films. Or a bunch of there was a bunch of Marvel films we could have included too. Ultron is one that I, I know I love. Yeah. I'm great voice actor, like I mentioned before, but we wanted to diversify a little bit there. I think we also were considering Hella also at yeah. one point. Oh yeah. Another Which one that's I, just evil, but you love to see it. An evil woman. Oh, Kate Blanchett is awesome. Oh, in that she's role. so yeah, she's so perfectly great. casted. But um, the horror villains, I think mainly. We, I mean, we included Pennywise and Freddy Krueger here, and I guess you could argue and that and Jigsaw, and yeah. you, could, you could argue that Hannibal Lecter is kind of like a yeah, horror kind villain. of. But I think we didn't include uh people like Chucky and Michael Myers is because they're more of just like serial killers. Mm. Um, like they te- definitely are the antagonists, but like. Um, someone like Freddy Krueger who like he's goes into people's dreams and, and he has a lot of great lines, lines. and uh, Pennywise who it's a very current movie everyone's loving and yeah. really into Pennywise right now we wanted to be diverse but also like stay true to like the I guess you could say not the most complex but like um, the villains who really had just a lot of meat to them yeah and I, I know we mentioned anti-heroes earlier and I, I also want to mention a different kind of villain where but both of these which were mentioned on instagram when we asked people to to submit villains that they thought should have been involved was joffrey and dolores umbridge where we thought of both of those as well and i i, I feel like we kind of came to the conclusion that they were more like characters you love to hate than actual antagonist ma- villains where dolores umbridge in order of the phoenix and in harry potter in general Voldemort's the main villain of both that movie and Harry Potter in general. So she's more of just a side annoyance until you get to Voldemort. Even though we yeah. love to hate her, she's more of an annoyance. Joffrey's the same way. He's not really like the villain of Game of Thrones or one of the main villains of Game of Thrones at all, even though he's probably the most hated character in the whole show. Yep. So I, I think that is important to differentiate the two of those. It well. definitely is. Yeah. I know another one that people said, uh, a few people said was Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls, <laughs> which is another great yeah. childhood favorite. Um, honestly, like if we did a, a, like a cartoon one or a child one, like he would absolutely make it. And I, he's iconic for the Powerpuff Girls. But I, like we said before, uh, he's one of those ones where if you didn't grow up with the Powerpuff Girls, like you didn't. Yeah. And all, another, another cartoon one I want to mention that was mentioned on Instagram was Azula, who is an interesting one because I feel like if we had the bracket now, I probably would have wanted to put her in where at the time, I mean, we were still huge avatar fans but we didn't feel like avatar wasn't on netflix at that point so we didn't feel like she'd be as recognizable to the general audience so she would have went out way way more quickly than she would now and yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't have done her justice it would, yeah that, that that's an important thing and she that, again one of my favorite avatar characters another yeah. villain that's my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> and you might you might say i mean like you put her in anyway if she deserves to be in she deserves to be in but it it really wouldn't have spoken to like her true like potential as a villain if we would have agreed. Um, another one that I'm surprised at myself. I mean, surprised at myself for not thinking of before. I, not that I didn't think of. I just like was like kind of hesitant to put him in. Was Biff Tannen from my all time favorite movie, Back to the Future? Another one mentioned on Instagram. Uh, yeah, uh, someone mentioned on our Instagram, but um, yeah, that's I, a good one. He is a good one. We I could think, have included him. I think he definitely probably could have been included somewhere, but I, I just didn't. But he's not an antagonist. He washes their car at the end. <laughs> no, no, that could have been included. He's 100%. absolutely the 100%. antagonist. That yeah. would have been a, an interesting one to put Of the in. whole trilogy, really. Well, not the third one, but he's pretty much yeah. the yeah. So now we're going to do the same exact bracket, but with Biff and Azula. <laughs> <laughs> Only <laughs> just a two-person bracket. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and we also didn't want to... There's a lot of villains who... Feel like they should be on here. Like I know we mentioned Daenerys and the Night King, both Game of Thrones. Ramsey too, and, and Ramsey. Yeah, I mean Ramsey could have debatably deserved to be on, but if you think about it, again we're gonna get into Game of Thrones another time. But 
Daenerys is the main villain, of, or the final villain of Game of Thrones. Doesn't deserve to be on it. Like, I don't even consider her, a, maybe I don't like to think of season eight, but I don't even consider no. her, like, a villain, a villain, really. Because she's a hero for the entire show until the last episode. Yeah. But, and, and the Night King, too. He's, like, a villain the whole show, but then never really lives up to it. And I've had a few people say, why did you put the Night King on? And it's kind of like, I, I just look at them and I, like, go like this and they're, like, I, like, turn my head a little bit. And they're just like, okay, you're right. Yeah. Like, he doesn't deserve to be on because he did nothing. <laughs> yeah. And you were also saying uh, someone like the Man in Black from Westworld. Yeah. But I, when, when you mentioned it to me tonight, I was said I immediately didn't really think of him. One, because uh, it's not really as popular of a show. And two, also, spoiler alert if you haven't seen uh, season two and three of Westworld is that he becomes more of an anti-hero as well. Yeah, and also I feel like Westworld is a show. We mentioned Ford earlier. It's it's kind of hard to discern who the villain is because you're not really sure if you're rooting for the heroes or the hosts. So that also throws a wrench in things. And and we haven't seen his full arc either. So it's it's tough to, to, to put him on. But yeah. he definitely could have been on. Yeah, yeah, he could have yeah. been on. I mean, if he if we do an anti hero bracket, absolutely. Like he's one of my, he's yeah. probably my favorite character in that show. I I love. Not a bad idea, an anti hero bracket. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, like we said, I mean, thirty two is not enough to do justice to all the great villains no. out there at all. Yeah. Oh, Jan Levinson. Wish I could have put Common Ra and Oscar the Grouch in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for today's episode uh we had a lot of fun doing this i mean and a lot of fun when you guys voted on instagram as well yeah yeah i mean there's going to be plenty more brackets to come um if you missed our pixar bracket you could also find that on our instagram account at popcorn heist and uh there's going to be plenty more to come and oh, yeah. we, we love any any excuse to to make a bracket <laughs> to, to make a bracket and debate over things like this 100 uh, percent. yeah so um yeah, definitely keep an eye out on our website and social media and all the different streaming places where you can find this podcast. Uh, for Got a lot of good stuff coming out soon. Lots of good Not content. Not just podcasts. Yep. And we want to invite you guys to join the heist. Join the heist. See you guys. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.